In a newly commissioned office deep in the bowels of Hutton Orbital, a crew are putting the finishing touches to the office of Hutton's newest appointee. The usually stark lighting has been replaced with dim incandescent flickering bulbs. The walls have been covered in strange symbols. An old chalkboard is adorned with hieroglyphs, mathematical equations and exclamation marks. Old oak bookshelves are stacked floor to ceiling with ancient tomes. A few names stand out amongst the gold lettering. Nostradamus, Agnes Nutter, Euler's Seven Bridges. A third printed copy, a, th whoops, a 3D printed copy of the Rosetta Stone leans against one wall and the various surfaces are littered with Sudoku pads, Rubik's cubes and a selection of those tricky puzzles that you find in Christmas crackers. In the centre of the room, a satisfied man sits at a round table, the cloth printed with stars and astrological symbols. In front of the keyboard, in place of a screen, is a perfect sphere made of void opal. He lifts a cushion off a chair to his side and places it on the floor. As one of the station maintenance team pass, a hut and mug is knocked from the desk and somehow perfectly lands on the cushion. As they leave, it's possible to see the sign on the door. Prognosticator J. Filler is the name. Somehow, in perfect time for the start of the show, he turns his wireless on to hear at that very second. Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Hudden Orbital Live. We are joined in the studio by the usual collaboration of misfits from across the galaxy. On the opposite side of the desk, we have the ever-present, persistently welcome, and practically perfect in every possible way, Norma Snockers. Next to me, there's a chair dedicated to our newest regular, but now very much as part of the furniture as the show desks themselves, we've got Amelia Hawke. <laughs> Too kind. I'm sitting in between the husband and wife couple, our very own pair of snockers. So next to me is Lou. I'm um, a bit creeped out by the man to my left. He keeps finishing my... Sentences. And it's giving me... The willies? Uh, yes, we're joined by Alvin's latest boardroom advisor. He's the prognosticator general, the master of the predictive text, Hutton's very own cryptographer, and the only person to ever finish the Hutton Times crossword before lunch on a Sunday. It's... Johnny Filler. And before you ask, thank you, yes, I'd be delighted. And here are the headlines. Um, is it going to cause a paradox if I don't actually say those lines? Ah, uh, that would be telling, wouldn't it? Anyway, um, on with the news. Imperial elite candidate's attempt to appear normal backfires again. Phantom bum dialer of Old Hutton Orbital strikes again. Success as hotbox silver surfers shine. Johnny Filler's news from next week. Tom's boob leads to extended apologies. Atrus 5060s stuck in a loop. Hacks wings circling Tharg's minions once again. Lou's going round in circles. 
and Norma's Globes point the way to this week's community event. First tonight, it's rare that Hutton has any insight into the inner workings of the Empire, but one senatorial candidate has smashed his way down through the crystal ceiling and engaged directly with the citizens in a bid to become more widely known and a little more loved. As if he'd read a book on normal people and what they like doing, candidate Baron Boris the Buffoon has attempted to garner favour by letting people in on his hobbies. In a move sure to endear himself to absolutely no one, particularly not those that resent imperial excess, he has claimed that in his spare time he likes making scale models of Type 9s, using nothing more than cast-off caviar tins. If anyone's worried, I don't eat the caviar. I'm a man of the people, a citizen amongst citizens. I just throw it away so I can use the tins, eating caviars for the rich, and I definitely couldn't be seen doing that. Should he reach the dizzy heights of the Imperial Senate, he has promised that he will make the Empire great again, renegotiate treaties with the Federation, and invite Thargaran to shoot a few hoops. We understand that that is the colloquial term in Imperial circles for a nice game of croquet. This latest attempt to curry favour appears to be in response to a recent scandal where a number of anonymous Imperial slaves sold recordings of him arguing at length with his long-term beau about wine stains on her toga and him leaving his underwear on the bathroom floor. He doesn't see the problem, but apparently she draws the line at him dropping the bread in the fondue and refusing to take his paddling like all good Imperials should. We will be watching Boris the Mad with interest, as if nothing else, it's better than most of the rest of daytime television. There was total chaos this week at the Orbital and across Hutton Space as data pads, telephones, view screens and communication panels repeatedly rang, automatically picked up and for those with visual comms presented Hutton's commanders with sights that no human should ever be subjected to. Yes. The phantom bum dialer struck again, selecting at random with nothing more than his pimpled backside, which as luck would have it exactly matched the pattern he used to unlock his comms unit, commander names, groups and message boards at random, and broadcasts what investigators are describing as anatomical images and sounds from his landing gear department. Those who are wise in the ways of the phantom bum dialer, who have had conveniently masked his caller ID, repeatedly mashed the Oh my word, it's hard, put it away button. To prevent the need for a visit to Nurse Wayeth for a surgical mind bleach. Everyone else, well, let's just say that put them right off their dinner. The investigators are trawling through the logs from the Hutton helper to see who was posting messages at the time. And I put out a call for a number of commanders to attend an identity parade where a number of the less traumatized population will attempt to identify exactly whose anatomy was on screen and paired up with a number of trouser trumpets broadcast through speakers. This is a warning to all commanders. If your communication pad starts ringing, please be careful before you answer it, as the result might just leave you wishing you hadn't. Oh, and could Commander Sako Cow please report to Leo Wolf's office, as he wants a word. It appears to be no coincidence that he's gone into hiding this week. 
There was rejoicing at the private members' bar for pilots of Team Hotbox today after delivery of one particularly shiny trophy for the cabinet. Not content with their previous achievements, the masses of photographs from deep space, the adventures on the convoy and many other shenanigans, Hotbox's exploration wing appear to have accidentally dropped rather a large load in the last week. This mighty deposit catapulted them skyward and secured them the number two slot. No, we're not talking about cubicle C again. It's this season's trophy for exploration. They've traversed, seen and scanned enough of the galaxy and brought it back without bumping into Bobby B or reverse shot engineering their way into a rebuy, earning them the right to some shiny silverware to bubble around in their cockpits. Congratulations Team Hotbox and don't forget, polishing it too much might send you blind, but that's only because of the fumes. Good evening from the prognosticator's office. In a turn up for the books, I've managed to get you some news written nice and early. In this case, it's from next week. Accept certain inalienable truths. Minds will fail, politicians will philander, you too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasise that when you were young, minds were useful, politicians were noble, and pilots respected frontier. Rather than a crystal ball, which is clearly hokey, I actually use a supercooled sphere of frozen frameshift lubricant. I find that the superluminal travel imbues it with interesting temporal properties. Of course, if Cecil's wandering past looking for ice for his gin, it's just an accident waiting to happen. But anyway, my ball and my sonic patch cable have been hard at work this week uh, to save the team from having to do a broadcast next week. So here are the headlines. Unless, of course, these are from two weeks' time. I'll keep them short, as I'm a little hungover from LaveCon. From the apology officer, I need to apologise to Commander Draxor for what happened between myself and Simons next week at LaveCon. It was just a silly spare-of-the-moment thing that didn't mean anything to either of us, and I promise never to speak of it again before today. Oh, and the stain will come out quite easily. Lithobreaker was the winner of our theme from next week. Yes, it was indeed the law of conservation of energy. Congratulations, Commander. The amazing content reveal at LaveCon turned out not to be a full 3D walkthrough of Psycho Cow's completed bathroom. <laughs> not even I can see that far into the future. Frontier spokespersons were proud to reveal their new crossover content module, Dangerous Zoo Coaster, which involves assets from all their current IPs and requires players to teach wild animals to mine for salt while riding on a roller coaster around Thargoid infested atmospheric planets. The game will also feature a grooming salon for big cats, where commanders will get to play the role of a panther clipper. And finally, unless I'm wrong, and I am never wrong, Galnet News led with a story about something political that no one cared about, but everyone hoped would be something exciting. Commander Wotherspoon was especially scathing. And now it's time for a word from the Apology Officer. Hutton Orbital Incident Report. Date of incident 23rd June 3305. Incident location the Formidine Rift. Type of incident SRV destruction and desecration of a space grave. Reporting Officer Mia Harkness. You know, I thought if I went with them they might behave, but it was too much to hope for. We were all off to the Formidine Rift for a poke around the abandoned settlements there and to pay a visit to the Zurara. One jump in and short engineer our most experienced explorer bounced the ship off a star. Not the best start, but at least we get the yowies out of the way early on. From there it was a mad dash to the Farsight Expedition based in the Harp Nebula. 
Short engineer had the mods when we arrived and was whisked off to a medical facility for treatment. I received a call from him asking, what is an endoscope? And then that was the last we heard of him for two days. The rest of us made our way to the station facilities and made the best of those in the meantime. Who would have thought Bingo would be so popular with an asteroid base full of hard-bitten miners and died in the wool, deep space explorers? But there they were, all in Lucky Larry's Bingo Cavern, with markers, four-leaf clover, bingo boards, gonks, trolls and their knitting. Although we didn't get a win, we had a wonderful time. One short engineer had been released from the hospital, we all set off for those creepy abandoned settlements at the near end of the Formidian Rift. We parked up outside, looked around, scanned the logs which had been left behind, and took a moment to consider those who had lived and spent their last days in these places. By the time we got to the third settlement, that was wearing a bit thin though, and there was an impromptu see who can jump the furthest off the ramp competition. Commander Shawside Customs managed a spectacular two kilometre jump before landing down a hole which took him 10 minutes to get back out of. SAS Salt decided not to risk it, so he jumped in the opposite direction, whereupon he landed between four buildings with his wheel trapped under one of them and no way in or out. In the end, he had to pop into his escape pod and eject so that we could drag him back to his ship. We completed our tour and made our way to our final destination, the Zerara and the far side of the rift. For those who know the shocking story of the Zerara, I needn't say any more. For those who don't know, you really need to hear it for yourself. We assembled at the bow of the ship and placed our anacondas in the gap between the petal-like collector panels to pay our respects. Well, four panels means four gaps, and four gaps mean four ships, but we had five ships. Since Shawside was the last to arrive, we thought it might be nice if he sat off the bow of the Shizurara, looking into the bridge of the sticking ship, but he had other ideas. Instead of sitting at a respectful distance and looking contemplative like he was supposed to, Commander Shawside embarked on a lewd display of ship-on-ship action, teabagging the Zurara instead. Commander Rampage was quick to reprimand him was informed by Shawside that he had stopped thrusting now. I felt that Shawside's choice of attire was particularly disrespectful. Cowboy boots and arseless chaps are not appropriate attire for these kind of events. The only explanation we can offer is that he was overcome by the space madness and that his Christmas tree bobblehead made him do it. It's always the Christmas tree. He turns the other bobbleheads against you and takes control of your ship. Can't believe what that bastard says. Anyway, it's time for me to go for my lie down. The doctor says I have to. Happy Turkmenistan workers of culture and art day. Mia Harkness, apology officer, team hotbox. Sorry again. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in as himself, I think, with the latest intel on the Thargoids from Canon Research. Before we get to the Thargoid rampage across the bubble, let's have a look more locally, specifically here on the orbital. Operations to rescue Commander Falco took from Cubicle 3 two weeks ago were successful, and special thanks has to be given to the intern we had to lock in there in his place. You know, for science and all that jazz. Axwing is now back in good hands and normal cock-up activities can resume. Now, on to those pesky Thargoids. 
Good news for humanity as anti-Xeno pilots successfully lifted all six of last week's incursions in record time. Unfortunately, reports are coming in that all six Eagle Eye systems from last week are now under incursion. Oh, dearie me. With fires that need putting out, people that need rescue, supplies needing deliveries and bugs needing some squashing. Get those slippers out, commanders. Hacks Command has been hard at work coming up with new plan for one of the incursion systems, working alongside the legendary R&D scientist from Canon, LCU, no fool like one. This week, Eagle Eye is reporting, well, let's face it, it's not reporting much other than five of the same systems last week, with the exception of Eagle Eye 3, which is showing Boris Station in Shocky Yinny as a target once more. When contacted for comment, Aegis representatives asked how I was still alive, and they asked me to go away. It was a bit mean, wasn't it? Further investigation into the manor shows that Aegis have not paid their monthly server fees for five of the six Eagle Eye installations. So whether the Thargoids are targeting any other systems other than Shocky Yinny, I cannot say with any certainty. With that in mind, get out there and lift those incursions quickly so we have ample time to travel to the annual Pilots Federation gathering at the old Academy on Lave. Good luck out there, truckers. For the mug. Incoming message from Hackscom. We have an emergency on our hands, truckers. The Hoff, namesake of Hoff System, is missing. The renowned 20th century actor and musician was stored in cryogenic stasis at Alua Femi Terminal, which was attacked today by Thargoid forces. The failsafes on his cryopod kicked in when the EMP disrupted the station's power systems and he was rapidly thawed. His pod was found intact, but the Hoff was nowhere to be seen. Medical staff believe he is suffering from short-term amnesia due to the rapid thawing of his brain and is likely wandering the damaged station with no idea who he is. Obviously, Tharg seeks to strike at our morale by destroying a cultural treasure, but we are going to prevent that. We are going to evacuate every last person on that station to find the Hoff and keep him safe. He was wearing his signature illuminated jacket in the cryopod, so assuming he hasn't changed clothes, that will be an easy way to identify him. Of course, the electronics of the jacket are likely decayed by time and fried by the energy pulse, so don't expect it to be lit up. Join Operation Hot Hoff Hunt and help us rescue the Hoff. And if ensuring the future 3306 reboot of Knight Rider isn't enough incentive for you, Commander LCU No Fool Like One is offering a special mug as a reward for the trucker who ferries the most evacuees, but only if we can remove 1 million civilians total. For combat operations, there will be a hot Keelbacks versus Thargoids event on Saturday in the Karpaka system. We will celebrate the end of Keelback Awareness Week by mushing Thargoid scouts. Meet up at the Whitney Dock Rescue Ship at 1800 UTC. 
If your clock obeys British summertime for some reason, that'll be 1900 for you. Okay, truckers, let's get out there and rescue the Hoff. Just remember that the turbo button only works once per episode, so only use it when you need it. And Axcom Transmission. Defend the mug. A simple request from all at Hutton BGS HQ this week. Bugger off. Really, that's the best thing you can do. With over half of our systems rocking an influence of well over 50%, the best thing we can do is all be helpful truckers, but do it elsewhere. If you insist on roaming around Putin space, then working against us in Luton and Wolf 124, you know, smuggling data drops at stations we don't own, bounties for other factions, that kind of thing, would be useful. The only place to really work for Hutton is in Avic, where we want to control and are facing resistance from factions allied to Sirius Corporation. So, feel free to Avit in Avic. While you're at it, stay out of Tier 2. They're a friendly bunch in Colonia and we don't need to annoy our neighbours there, especially as they got there first. So, to recap, work hard in Avic, and apart from that, Go and find some Thargoids to bother, or a nice non-truckery system to truck in for a change. As for me, I'm heading to back to Norma's ex-pants to find some more exciting crevices to explore. Speaking of Norma... Second interstellar initiative, the Enclave, begins with Phase 1 on the 4th of July. Meta-alloys reportedly growing scarce. Aegis Research has issued a statement amid growing concerns that meta-alloy harvests in the Pleiades Nebula have slowed dramatically. A number of sources claim that Thargoid biological sites have recently ceased producing materials. More on this later. didn't take a week on a supercomputer to predict that this week's news was cobbled together in a bit of a rush, which of course can only be fixed by some big audio dynamite. Howdy there, Hoss. I'm Buck. You see this asp? This ain't your asp. This one's mine. But it could be yours. The Lake On Spaceways asp is the ultimate in versatile spaceflight. Why, it has more uses than a mason jar at a county fair. It even has a tool for removing stones from horses' hooves. Old Bessie sure appreciates that. Your new ASP can be rigged in three wonderful editions, exclusively from Lake On Spaceways. You can get yourself an Explorer ASP for those long road trips to the Crab Nebula, a Combass for taking part in the next nearby Civil War, or even our most popular edition, the Hall ASP, perfect for trucking to Hutton just like old Buck Naked did during the hunt and run. Take my advice, partner. Everyone should have a good asp they can trust to keep on trucking all night long. Only from Lake On Spaceways. 
You see, on the weeks that I'm doing it, I don't put those abrupt endings. I can put the ones that slowly fade out to give me time to find the right button on the console. Hello, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live. Apologies for, as you know, the the, uh, the rush that meant we were a tiny bit late, but hey, it's a Hutton Orbital. This is what we do. We're on Hutton time. And talking of Hutton time, joining me in Hutton time this week, we have our usual motley crew. So uh, in the studio, of course, as always, we have Flossie. Hello, Flossie. Hello. And obviously, we'll, the thing is, I never know whether to do the, you know, the hi, how are you thing here, or we just leave it for the green room or not. So um, just give me a thumbs up. There we go. That'll do. Um, and then around by Flossie, we've got Dead Meat GF. Oh, sorry. I oh. Out. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, well, we, we actually managed to catch up in person this week. Indeed, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we went for our usual uh, Bodine's barbecue and then onwards to our uh, Cecil's drinking establishment. Yes, I don't think I've finished digesting that yet. Oh, no, that meat, it was a meat attack on my belly and it, it oh, it slayed me. They are large portions. Yeah, well, what are they called, those, um, it's it's the, it's not the big platter, it's the something else, isn't it? It's the Boss Hog platter. Boss Hog, yeah. Oh my, and and somebody was having a Boss Hog pint with the Bog, bog, that bog Hog, Boss okay, teeth back in. Actually, somebody else can cover that. What is it called? The Boss Hog Pint with the Boss Hog Platter. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and a then rather of course, large sausage. On to um, Cecil's Drinking Establishment. Well, you had a whole barrel, didn't you? An, an oak barrel, no an less. Yes, a Japanese oak barrel. Yep. And uh, I had a nice vermouth. And then, um, yes, Commander Aiden was, I think, just sampling all the rums again, wasn't he? I'm sure he's a pirate, you know. Well, he, he does make rum. a clocking sound as he walks. <laughs> yes it must be an invisible eye patch he wears but it was it was good fun as usual i think it's well about twice a year we do this trip isn't it one, once in spring once in autumn or once in summer yes. once in winter yeah but r- roughly as your shows dictate really well yeah i think it's, it's it's actually coincided during the same show a few times but um yeah it was it was it was good fun apart from being told you need to get off at bank and then realizing that the place we were told was nowhere near bank and you had to walk halfway back to docklands to get to the actual pub but anyway hey ho um and then next on the list of we have the now familiar tones of um amelia hello this is what three on the trot now four uh i think so yeah you realise we've chained you to the desk and you can't escape now. That's okay. I like being chained. Um, okay. Mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> and and then we've got our special guest star this week. Now, obviously, he's he was going by the name, the, the nom de plume during the show of... Um, Johnny Feller. But we know him instead as... Lithobreaker. Well, the reason we've invited Lithobreaker on, because um, every single week we try and come up with a, a theme, and Lithobreaker always seems to... Um, yeah get hold of it by the short and curlies and embarrass me into thinking of something harder. Then I tried one more difficult one and then nobody gets it or Litho Breaker's not there. So we, we, we seconded Litho Breaker to the show, but he's obviously taken on a new role for Miss Wolf, Progenitor Wolf, as her in-house prognosticator. Now, for those of us who didn't eat a dictionary, what on earth is a prognosticator? Yes. It's someone who prognosticates. Okay, and and if you were to use a different word other than prognosticated to describe... It's my job to know what you're going to say before you even wait out yourself. (laughs) Well, there we go. That's jolly useful. Can you do next week's script for us? I'll think about it, but it might have to be delivered last week. Could be, could be. Well, actually, on that note... Uh, I know I've said hi to everybody. Oh, we, we do have we have a wild buck naked that's been running through the studio, but I'm not sure he's um, 
managed to take the gaffer tape off yet, but he, he's around somewhere running through the studio. I'm not sure whether he should be willy-waving like that in these temperatures, though. Anyway, um, yeah, so d d talking of next week's show, we we sort of don't have one. Boo. But we sort of do. But we don't. It's not on Thursday anymore. Um, it's moving I, next week to um, Saturday. I predict it's going to run even later than usual. Yep, it's going to be running <coughs> a number of days and many hours late um, over at LaveCon. So it's going to be on Saturday evening with uh, your, your host, Mr. Cow, and some of the usual team. Unfortunately, I can't be there. Amelia, are you going to be? I know there was a rumour you mm. might be there. Uh, I wish I could, but unfortunately, I'm going to miss it. And Deadmi, are you going to be there? I'm going to be there, yes. And Flossie, you've got to be there. Oh, yes, I'll be there. Well, you have some initiative to talk about next week, won't you? I will do, yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to talk about it in, in a bit on here as well, but um, hopefully there's an update on the initiative next week. And uh, Litho? Oh, I'll definitely be there. Mm -hmm. Well, you might have to sort of hand up the next line, you know, hold up the next line on cards for the uh, the team. Now, I believe it's something silly like 11 o'clock at night it's going to be on, so it's not even going to be on at the right time. Um, Sounds like the right time to me. Bar's yeah, still uh, open. What's the problem? Yeah, and we, we, have to, um, we have to go with a fairly short show, so, I don't know, four, 45 minutes. Good luck with that. that. Yeah, otherwise um, Dockers is going to run to about five in the morning. Like last year. <laughs> well, well, we woke up at five in the morning. I don't know when I nodded off, though. <clears throat> Sometime after being dragged on stage, I think. No, it, it is great, great fun, Dockers, but it, it is put on late because of, you know, not being suitable for small ears or, or anybody sensitive or... Or large ears, for that matter. Yeah. Or anybody at all, for that matter. So, yeah, I'm very jealous of all of you who are going over to LaveCon. Um, there apparently are still day tickets available, but none of the stopping over tickets anymore because of catering. So if you were thinking about going along and you can sort your own accommodation out, then I believe there are still the, the bronze ones, I think they're called, aren't they? Yeah, yes. the ones. So you can bronze yourself over in Northampton if you need to. If the weather's like this, that'll be quite easy. <laughs> oh, don't talk to me about the weather. <laughs> Even I don't try and predict the weather, oh not goodness. in this country. I know you lot talked about it last week, but oh my goodness. I still haven't recovered from that mud. But anyway... The dry cleaning bill was horrendous. Um, other than that, so what else has been going on in the universe? Now, now um, Amelia, 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 yes. I was told you got very excited at one point this week. I, I, I did, yes. <laughs> what got you sort of bubbling over with excitement? Um, well, a friend of mine uh, sent me a message and told me that it's Keelback Awareness Week, and he sent me this picture of this keelback this glorious pink thing with with flappy bits and i i fell in love i mean you, you must have seen the, the keelback and its flappy bits before um no i've never actually flown one i've never i, I kind of skipped that stage because i kind of jumped straight from uh asp into a, a type 7 do you see? Because you know, I mean, I spent a lot of time in a Type Six back back in the day. You know what was what was that line? Hang on a second. I'm going back to Litho Breaker. What was that line you used in in the start of your uh, news bit? That um, um, what about um, politicians accepting the inevitable? Philander and everybody yes, minds will run out of yes. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. Because I, back in the day, nostalgia. Um, yes, I went. I was in a Type Six for ages, and of course. I managed to miss it. I did get to Type 6 territory, which is nearly a keelback, just without the flappy bits. But yeah, I skipped over it as well. But it, it, the keelback is basically an armed Type 6, isn't it? Well, see, I'm thinking about getting one now, 
that I'm in the later stage of the game because it makes it a perfect tiny minor uh, for Void Opals. I mean, it's got the... I thought that was a song by two. Elton John. <laughs> no, that's Rocket Man. Oh, good. Oh, not Tiny Dance. No, okay. <laughs> tiny minor, yep. Yeah, Tiny minor. It's got the two hard points, the class two hard points, so you can fit the seismic charges in there. Um, and it can fit, I mean, 16-ton cargo. So that's what? 30 mil plus whatever you can fit in the hopper that you've kitted it out with. You know, you can do little short mining trips within the bubble and make an easy 30 mil in, what, less than an half hour? Yeah, because, of course, if you're Commander Lithobreaker, you have absolutely no problem at all finding... Any asteroid you wish. Containing... Void opals, low-temperature diamonds. What do you fancy? Exactly. Because <laughs> when you have those kind of predictive skills, it's not guesswork. It's not look at popcorn, might that be a void opal one? It is, um, there's one, there's another one, and you can end up fabulously wealthy using your 16-ton killback. Now, killback, has, has that got a fighter bay as well? Yes, it does. It means that you've got a little bit of protection there while you're mining. Yeah, or you could bring a friend just to come and sort of do laps while you do your thing. Oh, I, you know, Amelia, I, I you're into your mining. Um, I love mining. Yeah. You love your mining. Uh, wouldn't it be lovely if you could pros get a mate to come along and prospect in one of the little um, little ships? You know, your ship launched prospectors. Not, not. I don't mean the, the the little minions you currently use. I mean somebody fly around and find the next one for you while you're doing the scoopy thing. See, that is a really interesting modification for a fighter. I would guess. Yeah, I mean, a utility fighter. How about that? That they sounds can, awesome. You could, you could use it to, like, scan for bounties in res zones or scan asteroids for materials. So it could be a utility fighter. See, I think this is the next generation of fighters. Yeah. Well, Flossie, of course, you could use it as a refuel fighter. There you uh, go. Yeah, but I don't you, fight. <laughs> well, no, no, but you could launch your fighter and then sort of pew-pew fuel at people. <laughs> Hold a fuel transfer limit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just thinking, obviously, you, you know, you take your, your big ship out to do the refueling jobs, but, you know, there have been a few, <coughs> how do we want to put it, uh, Lithobreaker? Ship-to-ship... Um... Interactions? Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Um, so maybe if you were in a little refuel fighter, you could whiz around and maybe not, not bomb people. I don't bomb people. Well, I do when I'm trying to refuel them. You didn't bomb me, anyway. <laughs> no, I didn't, did I? <laughs> no, well, of course, the only time you bomb me is... Um, ow! Okay. <laughs> that way. <clears throat> but sorry, back, back to mining, Amelia. Yes. So there's this event, a community event. Now, it is being hosted by one of our, our very favourite groups, a bunch of people we've met over, well, many events, but also at ECM this year, and we're in touch with them quite a bit. It's the Fatherhood, isn't it, who are... Um, putting the event on, I think, on Killback Awareness Week. Um, and, of course, it's been firmly hosted by um, Lake on Spaceways, of course, darling of our very own Buck Naked. Um, so here we go. Uh, has anybody else got the text or do you want me to read through this one? You go ahead. Go on then, okay. So it says, About the Fatherhood Wing in association with Lake on Spaceways are proud to be running the galaxy's first ever Killback Awareness Week, a seven-day spectacular which involves a series of fun events to raise awareness of the small but mighty Killback. Killback Awareness Week aims to promote the positive aspects of the humble Killback. <coughs> Excuse me. That wasn't intended. Um, encourage social inclusion and raise awareness of this combat trader class vessel, the bubble's best kept secret. 
This year, our theme for Killback Awareness Week is simply celebrating the magnificence of the Killback and includes a suggested event activity each day, along with a series of week-long challenges for commanders to accomplish while flying a Killback. These are completely optional. Whether you choose to follow the suggested events or do your own Killback adventure, that's entirely up to do up to you. All we ask is you to tell your stories and share the fun. <clears throat> so it starts on Monday, the 24th of June, which was, ah, okay. <coughs> Excuse me, I seem to have swallowed a Killback. Um, that was on Monday, so we've missed a bunch of days. So what were they doing? Here we go. On Monday, they had special delivery. Not all jobs are glamorous. The Killback doesn't care. Pilots are urged to deliver bio-waste to a rival faction. Okay. That sounds a little bit, um... Yes. <coughs> bring bring shit to people. On Tuesday, the Wolfpack. Wings of killbacks with SLFs in combat zones, Armageddon, the end of times, instruments of destruction. So pew-pew in killbacks. Wednesday, yesterday, was keel bowling. We went to Bombelli Prospect and, um... See for yourself how the killback can handle speeds of 3,000 plus meters per second on a high gravity world. Uh, today, we have community outreach. Participate in the current community goal. Oh dear. Flossie? Uh, there isn't one. <laughs> okay, so killbacks are having a day off today. Um, Friday, room for one more. How many killbacks can fit inside a space station without docking permission? That sounds fun. Saturday, bug squishing. Um, they're going to be taking on Thargoids. And Sunday, white hot glory. Ending Killback Awareness Week in style using a white dwarf star. That sounds painful. <clears throat> so anyway, there you go. Um, Amelia, that's that's the week in Killback. See, that sounds awesome. So it, if, you were to, if you were to deck out your ultimate Killback, obviously it would have to have the right paint scheme. Yes. Which um, would be... Well, normally I'm not one for pink, but after seeing that picture of a keelback in pink, it's, it's really, really vibrant, and I just fell in love with it instantly. Okay. And uh, Flossie, if, they... if you were to fly a keelback, you'd... Oh, it'd have to be pink, definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm sensing a theme here. How about dead meat? Well, oh, he's always man... going to play it pink. I prefer man pink, which is a, a lighter purple, but it would certainly be a, a pinkish colour. And, of course, the prognosticator himself predicted that one, but um, yours would be... Mine, of course, would be jet black. Like your soul. Exactly. Jet black. Mid are they, did they do a midnight black one? I can't remember. I'm sure, I'm sure they will when I demand it. <laughs> when you I've... demand it, you turn up there threatening to reveal all the secrets of the things they haven't yet done. Exactly. You know that thing next week that you haven't done yet? I'm going to tell everyone. Yep. Okay, well, that's Killback Awareness Week. Now, um, we, you may notice, um, regular listener, that um, we don't have, well, we don't have two of our regular voices. Obviously, Mr. Cow is, is hiding from the police at the moment after the bum dialing incident. Um, and, of course, um, Mr. Pond, Palantir. What's that? Does anybody know what he's doing this week? Has anybody, did he actually tell us where he was going, or is he just um, varnished? The bit I know isn't radio-friendly. Ah, Okay. Anyway, he's missing, but he did record us a thing. Now, I think what we'll do, we've got a couple of pieces to play here, and obviously then Flossie's got to do the Flossie bit. So now I've got a couple. I've got something from LCU, and I've got another one which here says HB. Oh, that'd be HB cabin something. Well, tell you what, should we do this one? Now, I have been warned this is at least 35 minutes long, maybe 20. In fact, he doesn't know how long it is. But um, So, yes, um, if you're sitting comfortably, ladies and gentlemen, and, and pilots everywhere... Um, this is Harry Balzac. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Harry Balzac Drops In, where I delve into the lives of some of the people who keep this galaxy turning, metaphorically. 
This week I'm talking to one of the unseen heroes that work on the ships that ply their trade by taking people from place to place and sometimes back to the first place. His job title is Guest Happiness Index Raiser and he's called Dirk Matter. Hello Dirk, this looks like a lively place. There you are Barry, we're always busy. No sooner have we docked and unloaded that it's time to take more people and cargo on board and take off. I don't know how we could do all of our safety checks that quickly, but it's company policy here at Orion Air. You'd think it was a glamorous life aboard a luxury liner, wouldn't you? Meeting interesting people, visiting exotic places. Well, it's not like that, far from it. My job is a sort of a cross between the old 21st century cabin steward and air steward with a, with a bit of bar steward thrown in. Can you give me an example? In our ship, that the captain has whimsically nicknamed the Golden Fleece, we generally do one of two types of crews. VRPs or mass transit. What I call knobs or numbers. The VRPs are the worst. They have absolutely no concept of distance. Can you get me a loaf of bread from Hutton Orbital, they say, and get it in the next five minutes or I'll give you a one-star review on Trip Sympathizer. One wanted to bring on a giant mormous bog spaniel as an emotional support animal. It were my emotions that needed support after meeting that monster. Another time, we were halfway to Colonia when the selfish sod asks if we can go back to see if he has left his sunglasses at the port. We get our fair share of requests to transport a businessman and his niece somewhere. Seems to me it's always to a planet in a different jurisdiction if you get my drift. No idea why two people need a cabin like that. And don't get me started on the people who want to go and see the sights. See the sights? All they do is look at the flaming tourist beacon. They never go and visit the site itself. Well, that'd be leaving the ship, wouldn't it? It's like they're playing some kind of game where they have to collect the set. That's rich people for you. The nouveau rich, that is. These new void opal tycoons aren't like the old imperials who got rich the proper way by inheriting from their parents. The Duvals used to ask for me by name when they came on board. They were lovely people. They never asked me to make their towel animals perform unnatural acts. Back in those days, we wouldn't take wanted passengers, unless they were from the Imperial families, of course. I'm fed up with hiding the wanted passengers in a cupboard when we arrive, trying to evade the scan while simultaneously shivering my bum off as the pilots engage silent running and pop to heat sink. Sounds horrible. So does that mean you prefer the lower stress of transporting lots of people? No, that's worse than the worst. We back them like sardines in there, but I tell thee, it's got a bit better recently. Before that, the owners would insist that we stack passengers way past the safety limit. When we'd accepted all the transport missions that were available, the captain would exit station and put on a wig or a pair of glasses 
or a stick on moustache. Then redock and try to persuade the people in the station that this was an entirely new ship and we should have more transport missions. And guess which Muggins always got the short straw and had to go outside to paint over the ship's name? An upgrade to the port security scanners stopped that little game and I for one am really glad. Are there problems with having so many passengers on board? There can be. A beluga is like a flying city, but with fewer toilets. If the passengers don't use the sonic hand sanitizers, there's a danger of a space contagion, and the end result makes Brown Sunday look like a baby's uh, accident. When that happens, we have no end of problems with the port authorities. It's embarrassing to be stuck in quarantine, passengers getting irate. We've lost a few bonuses that way. Every so often, the artificial gravity fails, or the pilot boosts out of the torse rank without telling anyone. Then we're chasing vomit round cabins using a net, as if we were chasing smelly, wet butterflies. I think the passengers bring it on themselves. The sight of Imperial stuff in their faces while basking at the buffet is enough to induce biliousness in anyone. There are other clean-up jobs as well. Many of the passengers are not exactly in the first flush of youth, as you might say. And inevitably, for some, this is their last trip. Well, almost the last, as we can't just leave them to roll around the ship inconveniencing people. We place them reverently into a spare escape pod and launch it into the blackness of space. Do you say a few words? Aye, we do. Usually. I hope we still have enough escape pods if there's an emergency. We have some moments of excitement, like when the pilot decides we're going to help out at a burning station. Or we never get asked and we're ready to perform a humanitarian mission. It's just next stop, third circle of hell. And when the passengers get on board, are they grateful? Are they echoes like? It's, can you get me a blanket? I'm feeling cold. Of course you're cold. You've just been in a station that's on fire. And you're dressed for that, you lubbocks. I hate those runs. We always have problems taking off. The damn passengers won't sit down. They're too busy trying to film the destruction outside to realise that we're in danger of being rather intimately involved in it at any moment. I ask you, missions that say seek and transport, what are we, a flaming replacement bus service? Then there are other, I'd better fetch my spare uniform moments, such as the pilot forgetting to deploy the landing gear when we're coming in on a 5G planet or accidentally switching off the thrusters at an inopportune moment, uh, the flossy manoeuvre as I believe it's called. But mostly, it's fairly boring. I'm fed up with explaining to passengers, no, I did not work on the Starship Titanic, or stopping the drunk ones from opening the airlock because they think it's a toilet. And there's one word, if I never hear it again, it'll be too soon. What's that? Robigo. It was so boring that we had to amuse ourselves by making funny announcements like, ladies and gentlemen, please be patient with your cabin crew while they carry out the in-flight service. 
Even toilets can only serve one arse at a time. Or, as you may know, this space line has a policy of asking for volunteers to help clean the ship. If you wish to volunteer for this duty, once we have landed, please stand up before we switch off the seatbelt sign. Or, the lemon is in play. Or, ladies and gentlemen, on our port side, we are passing by a liner which is being operated by our rival Squeezier Jet. So please, would you all look out of the left-hand windows so that it looks like we have a full ship? Talking of announcements... Yeah, you mean... And don't forget, this liner is in the top 1% of all liners out there. I feel like such an idiot when I do that. But it's in the contract with Sal Kruger. Apparently it's some kind of lease arrangement. Bunkers, if you ask me. People ignore it. Just like they never look to see where their nearest exit is. Or watch how to fit their Remlock mask. Mind you, we've had some limited success with the new Olovids that we've made. We thought we'd branch out and we decided to use a bit of humour, because we're desperate. They feature Cecil trying to work out how to fasten his safety belt, trying to drink while wearing his Remlock, sitting next to someone who's been made up to look like Ashling Duval and resetting her acceleration couch, thus making her spill her drink all over herself. And seeing him sneak down to gallery to find the mega gin bottle whilst everyone else is making their way down the emergency chute. People watch them now, but they've no bloody idea what it's telling them. Look, I'd better go. That snotty-nosed pop star in Cabin 3 won't settle until I've arranged all of his complimentary cosmetics into a pyramid lined up on the pole star. And I've heard that some distant third cousin of the Emperor will let his ling-lang loose in the corridor. God, I hope that's not a euphemism. Thank you, Dirk. Dirk Matter, everyone. Nothing is too much trouble for him, he tells me. Really, nothing is too much trouble. And that's all from this edition of Harry Balzac Drops In. Next time I'm planning to speak to the operator of the authorised craft-only entrance at Hutton Orbital if I can manage to drag him away from his busy schedule. Well, thank you very much there to our very own Commander Palantir. <coughs> that was um, informative. I hope you were all taking notes. Copious notes. Okay. Oh, if you can share them with me, because I didn't. I had to pop to the <coughs> cubicle uh, two, not three. It's it's closed off again. I missed the middle bit and sort of most of the start there. But I'm back <coughs> and I will listen to it. Excuse me, I got I definitely got a killback stuck in my throat. Now, um, while we were doing that, we did have a, an, an urgent message from um, Buck Naked, who ran through the studio as well um, in his usual state of attire. Uh, something to do with um, Lacon and their advertisement for types, uh, not type sixes, no, the, the killbacks. But I, then he ran away again. So I, I don't know whether whether he can fill us in on the killback or whether he's there. But if he's not there, um, then we might have to come back to that one. But anyway, yes, thank you very much, Commander Palantir. And the, the secret entrance at Hutton Orbital has been the source of much mirth because um, there are commanders who've been told that that's the location of the... Um, free Anaconda. And everybody knows... It's not the, free. Yeah. The, the, it's 100 free. credit. 
<laughs> it's a hundred credit anaconda, yes. And it's not supplied through that entrance either. Oh, that's what she said. Oh goodness! <laughs> Do you know I lined one up for you earlier during the script, and you didn't take it, and then you've you've it's... just inserted it now somewhere There's else. No that's point what she said. Expected it. <laughs> oh dear. Where have I gone? <coughs> You're going to have to excuse me with the coughing here. Really, <clears throat> I don't know who's parked that in my throat, but it's... Um, Mr. Dusty. I'm Mr. Dusty. Give me your trash. Well, I'll tell you why it is. It's because I'm on soft drinks this evening. I'm on, I'm on fizzy orange. Maybe that's what's breaking me. That'll definitely be your mistake right there. Yes. Yeah, now, you didn't cough when you were on the, uh, on the gin and beer, so... It, it, I was going to say, is that Cockney rhyming slang? Or oh, I don't know. Um... Right, we've got two more things here, and then we can move on to the next tune. Now, there is a theme which Lithobreaker's... Um... Banned from guessing. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about the theme. So, yeah, there is a theme, as usual, and our listener is welcome to try and guess it, but Lithobreaker's here, which means you're probably not going to get it. Um, so our, our first tune this evening was uh, Rush by Big Audio Dynamite. Uh, we, Dynamite. We've got a couple of other bits to do first. Now, Flossie, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I don't mind. You don't mind? Well, should we, should we round off this segment with a little bit of Flossie? We've got one more. I think it's a competition from LCU No Fool-like one. I've got a random audio recording sent through. So I'm going to play this audio recording, and then we're going to see whether uh, Buck is running through the studio again. And if he's not, um, then um, we'll go straight into Flossie afterwards. So here we go. This is from LCU. Good evening, truckers. Here at Canon Interstellar Research, we have been commissioned to create a special mug which will be of great use to commanders who are evacuating burning stations. This mug has been designed with a rather fetching hot vacation logo and a spacescape of manner of vision burning brightly against the stars. The mug has been formulated with a special heat-sensitive formula. Allow me to explain. Imagine you have been pulled into the burning station, and alas, it is too hot to drink your gin. Oh, what a disaster. Nobody wants hot gin. Simply fire off a heat sink or two, and as your gin begins to cool, the disturbing image of the burning station will fade away to soothing blackness thus allowing you to assess the optimum time for drinking your gin. Haxcom are trying to evacuate one million refugees from Olofemi Terminal in Hof, and they're giving away one of our unique heat-sensitive mugs to the commander who transfers the most passengers to the rescue ship. Good luck. Okay, right. Um, so that's the Hof that we heard about earlier in the news, isn't it? Yep. And so there's a competition. Now, this is a real mug by LCU. I've th I think I've seen a picture of the real mug. He's commissioned a special mug, especially for those. And it, 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 did he say a million? He did. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, in the realms of... Yeah. Mm. So what, what was it? Here we go. A note from LCU, no follower. Annou Folco announced last week that we, we would give a mug away if we hit one million rescues in Sokolsky... Uh, okay, fine. So, I have to work out how it's going to be judged, but um, we will be keeping in touch with LCU No Fool Like One to see if anybody's anywhere near hitting hitting the targets and helping us hit the, the million rescues and um, bits and bobs. Oh, in, in the Hof, though, this time, not Sokolsky. So, there you go. Right. I'm just seeing... No, we haven't got Buck Naked back again. So, it's about the time of the show when we go over to... Um, um, 
Flossy. That's the one. Thank you. See, it's it's so useful having your, your own litho breaker here to fill in the words for you. Now, I've got to choose the right tune for this one. And see, normally I've got one button, button, bot, bottom. I've got one bottom. Oh, dear. I've got one button, which is marked Flossy. But one button for Flossy is not quite enough. I now have to have two buttons for Flossy. But my thingy's not big enough for two buttons. So I have to do that button. And then I'm going to have to guess there's Flossy and Flossy 2 on here. Now, what, what kind of thing are we talking about? It's interstellar, interstellar initiatives, isn't it, Flossy? It is, yes. So I think I need to push this one. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Flossy here with Interstellar Initiatives News. <sighs> Meta Ole is reportedly growing scarce. Aegis Research has issued a statement amid growing concerns that Meta Ole harvests in the Pleiades Nebula have slowed dramatically. A number of sources claim that Thargoid Barnacle sites have recently ceased producing materials. The situation was addressed by Professor Albert Tesro of Aegis Research. Thargoid structures remain poorly understood, so we can only theorise why the barnacles in most Pleiades systems have grown barren. Our leading hypothesis is that these sites have been overexploited in recent years, and humanity has simply exhausted this resource. What is certain is that meta-alloys are both a valuable commodity and a vital component of anti-xeno technology. It is of paramount importance that we maintain the supply of this material. Therefore, Aegis Research is spearheading an initiative to identify an alternative source. We ask the galactic community to support us by providing exploration data in the hope this leads to us to undiscovered barnacle sites. Independent pilots who wish to participate can do so by handing in survey scans to the Oracle in the Delphi system between the 4th and the 10th of July. Meta-alloy production from barnacle sites in the Pleiades will start to dwindle, threatening the availability of meta-alloys. As this commodity becomes scarce, the price in which markets will pay for meta-alloys is bound to increase. Community goal. Aegis Research will request the service of commanders to deliver exploration data to the Oracle in the Delphi system, a combined effort to locate a new source of meta-alloys. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. Flossy told you what to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I hope you're listening to what Flossie says. So now I've got a couple of questions on this one because obviously I went over to Barnacles recently. A, a quick show of hands and I'm, you're going to have to shout yes. Um, has everybody been to a Barnacle site here? Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. And, and did you go back in the day? 
Back in the day, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When you could pew-pew them and they would just drop all the juicy, good stuff you needed for um, engineering and synthesis, and they had great things in them, and metal alloys. Yeah. And have you been back to one recently? No. No. I, you see, when I was doing the exploration thing, I went back to one of these barnacle forests. I thought, okay, the, the individual sites have been there for ages. I'll try a barnacle forest. And I went there, and it was as barren as. I mean, it was quite scenic but after driving around it in my srv for a little bit it was like okay but where's anything to pick up or shoot i think i got some sulfur at one point mm. that was about it so i can see the pain here and it, according to this it suggests it's going to get worse yeah. and the price is going to go up if it can go up much more well I, yeah because obviously we we held the trade record for a while using oh no it wasn't it wasn't them it was the um the, the Thargoid probes, wasn't it? Yeah. Metaralloys, what, what do they sell for these days? They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're relatively well-priced, aren't they? Let's have a quick glance down here. Medicines, metals, minerals, salvage. Oh, what, what's, what's it under on the list? Some antimatter containment units and... And you see them if you're in your hold, if you're not at, um, what's it call it, place? Um, no. It sells them. <laughs> meta alloys. I can't find the meta alloys. Where where are meta alloys? I must. You be won't see them if you've got if you've not got any. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking on my other list. Oh, you're looking at oh yeah. Does yeah, yeah. galactic galactic sort of average? We're looking at only about one hundred and twenty-four thousand a ton at the moment. Oh, is that all? At the moment. So we need to keep an eye on that to see if it goes up, because what's um. Yeah, what, what else? It's is... a long way short of void opals. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I, it, at the moment, it's not going to compete with that. And obviously, that is your average. That isn't when it gets the boost from from boom or investment or pirate attack. So you'd never know. We might get something that starts competing maybe, mm. a little bit with um, some of the so the high-end void opals. We might have a void opal beating commodity there because they're, what, 1.6 million at their top end? Yep. No, it's never going to get that high, is it? And then, so so if they're going to dwindle, the price is going to go up, and then we have to, during the community goal, which starts on the 4th, you said there, Flossie? Yep, next Thursday. <clears throat> next Thursday. Sometime in the morning, isn't it, usually? Mid-morning? Uh, 3 o'clock galactic time, 3 p.m. Oh, so it's an afternoon. Okay, so it's a nice, easy afternoon start next Thursday, and they're going to be going for exploration data to the Oracle and the Delphi system. So that might suit some people who are still lumbering their way back from the Distant Worlds expedition. Mm. I can make one prediction about these, though. Go on, then. It, it mentions in the Interstellar Initiative text that they are essential in the production of anti-Thargoid technology, which rather suggests that all of our lovely AX weaponry and um, Guardian weaponry could get very expensive soon. It could, unless, of course, we open up you know, the exploration... Unless we get to Tier 10. Yeah. I mean, it's not specific exploration data, like exploration data just of Thargoid sites. It's just generic, just map everything, and they'll number crunch it and come up with some new sites somewhere. That's what it says. And the question is, I suppose, could it be new sites that we didn't know about, or is it new sites... Anyway, <clears throat> they magically appear. So do we think that Tharg's involved in this one? He's actually going to put some new ones down, especially for us. That, that Rumour has wrong. it that Tharg's in a bad mood at the moment. He couldn't get a gold ticket to Lavecon, so he's sulking. Well, that, <laughs> of course, the lawyers are still chasing. We sent bailiffs after him after the news last week. Anyway, we managed to, and Flossie managed to trip up Buck as he was running through the studio there, or in, in punishment for um, tripping Flossie up. 
on her piece of script. <laughs> now, we did a good hunt because apparently, um, going back to uh, Amelia's comments earlier, uh, there is an advert from Lake on Spaceways about the killback, but a bit like the killback, I think it got forgotten somewhere. Um, and we tried digging it out the archives, and the only thing was we found a dusty old piece of paper with the text of the advert on it. But because we've tied Buck to his chair, we might be able to recreate the advert in, in Hutton form at some point. Um, so, Buck, you are you there? You could loosen up that one rope right there. No, <laughs> that's not a rope. Metal. <laughs> no, it's meant to be that colour. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is what you put around a bowl. <laughs> make them buck. Well, I was going to say... <laughs> ain't what you put around buck to make them buck. <laughs> oh, dear. Has someone let Amelia too loose near me or something? Yeah, well, it reminds me of that old joke. What's the difference between pink and purple? I don't know. Depends on when you take your foot off the head. Grip. Um, Right. Um, So, now, if I have these buttons here... Now, Buck, Now, as we've tied you to the chair, are you going to be good to try doing this advert absolutely live? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Well, howdy there, folks. It's Buck. Now, y'all might think I'm sitting in my trusty old Type 6, but you'd be thinking wrong. This old girl here is the new keelback from Lacon Spaceways. Here at Lacon, we heard tales round the campfire of them dastardly pirates hunting down truckers in their Type 6s and thought we'd best do something about it. That's where Robin here, that's what I'm calling this fine lady, comes in. When old Mr. Naked was a youngin, cousin Sammy Lou used to walk back from her square dancing on her own and always got trouble from the neighbor's kids. She was a sturdy lass, but they used to upset her something fierce. Now, being a naked lass, she did the sensible thing and went to Tom's gym for a workout. Every week, she worked out until she could carry one of her grandpappy's steers across both shoulders. Now, she walks with the menfolk home from the bar and keeps them safe after they've had one too many hurricanes. And that there, that's a mighty strong beverage. I done named this one after a little lady who kept Mr. Naked safe one fine evening. If the Type 6 is a good old Texan armadillo, the keel back is a porcupine. And you wouldn't want to get into an ass-kicking contest with a porcupine. Lake on Spaceways, Keelback. Only from us. Well, thank you kindly, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. I think that was one of the ones we actually never recorded, because I've got, I've got the text of it. I just cannot find the original recording of that one anywhere. I looked around, too. I can't find it anywhere. I could swear I had recorded it, and it was something other than this text. Because none of this, <laughs> none, none of this, this is familiar. Rang a bell. <laughs> rang a bell. Maybe, maybe, maybe Doc Emmett Brown took um, Litho Breaker back to the future or to the past or where we're going. We don't need roads and and, and dug it up from somewhere along along with a, a copy of all the sports results from the last uh, or the next thirty years. Anyway, mm-hmm. we found it. We've got one now, so we're going to have to ask Ventura nicely whether we can chop that one up into an advert, maybe, and we'll put it back up yeah. on the the Hutton Media page. And then the one that got lost was the very first one for the space cow, and can't find that anywhere. It that, went on a Google is, Drive. Is that one that you and I did, or was it one that you did? That's the first one that I did 
all by myself and send it on to you and Cal, and you're like, oh, we need to hire this guy. Uh, I'm just having a quick look at my archives here. I've got Cecil's take on the Type 9. Uh, let's have a look. No, I've, I've, I, haven't, I haven't got Buck's Type 9 ever. Do I risk playing this piece? Because I've got something here from Cecil about the Type 9. Risk it. Shall I risk it? Yeah. Go for it. Go on, I'll click this, see what happens. I apologize. Type 9 heavy. I'm going to need a stiff drink. That walk from the back nearly killed me. Oh, not more glass. It makes me feel as if I've come out without my trousers on and everyone staring again. Okay, well, that, that was <clears throat> less dangerous than it could have been. Well, that's Cecil's take on it. But and a I, lot shorter than what it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Lael said. Crikey, we're getting into <laughs> that kind of thing. I blame dead meat for this behavior now. <laughs> Okay, well, I tell I tell you what, we we need to we need to move along. So I'm going to hand over to Amelia to move along, so that we can go over to the um, the next tune, and I can go and try and get this kill back out of my throat. <laughs> oh, and now, by Mumford and Sons, we have the meaning of life. Forty-two. Shortly before we go over to Commander Wotherspoon. It's me again, Buck Naked. Here at Lake On Spaceways, we're getting communications from you youngins asking if we sell anything other than trucks. Well, old Buck knows that you youngsters like having something to take out and polish on the weekend. Hell, even Mr. Neck's asp saw more action than a swamp full of horny toads when he was young. Don't say we don't listen here. I got two things that you kids would love to have a go on. It's the Diamondback Scout and our new SUV, the Explorer. If you're one of them metrosexual types enjoying an Orbis ring, then the Scout is just the ship for you. Whether you're smuggling budgies into Long Beach Station or taking a lady friend out to an asteroid belt for some summer loving, trust me, buy yourself a Diamondback Scout. And for you city types who want to start trucking your load into every port in the Milky Way, trust Lake On Spaceways to keep you going hard on through the night with a Diamondback Explorer. Hell, they even gave it a beautiful name, only from Lake On Spaceways. News Digest 27th of June 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Alliance simplified. FFS gets a vote of confidence. Join in with Hugger Keelback Week. The Alliance simplified. Following the arrest of former President Gibson Kincaid on multiple charges, the Assembly has moved with almost indecent haste to abolish the role of President altogether. The reasoning is that the office of President appears to be open to misuse, encouraging megalomaniac behaviour from the incumbent and diluting the authority of the Prime Minister. 
Councillor Elijah Beck, who was one of the candidates for the office of president last year, will resign his role as councillor in order to oversee the vestiges of the office of the Alliance president, in their role as non-political ambassadors. Disgraced Admiral of the Zeance fleet, Frederick Yamamoto, who is also in custody awaiting trial, has been replaced in the Council of Admirals by Admiral Tahir West of Tianisla. Other than the trials and sentencing, it seems that the Alliance have this unfortunate episode wrapped up. FFS gets a vote of confidence. The Pilots' Federation has said it has full confidence in the capabilities of the FFS, or Full Frequency Scanner, in response to a campaign by a number of old-time explorers to bring back the so-called Advanced Discovery Scanner. It's certainly true that the Advanced Discovery Scanner was easier to operate. All it needed was the ability to hold a button down for four seconds to populate the entire system map. By comparison, the FFS requires skill to perform the tasks of finding stellar bodies and then scanning them, tasks that detractors describe as hunt the blob and tune and zoom. It's almost as complex as playing a computer game. Of course, the old advanced discovery scanner didn't actually scan anything, so you still needed to spend up to an hour flying around each system to scan all the bodies, something that involved the complex mechanic of getting close to each planet and waiting for about 10 seconds. But of course, mindless tedium appeals to a certain sort of grizzled old fart bag. Join in with Hugger Keelback Week. Commanders have been urged this week to show their love for one of the overlooked gems in the lineup of available ships. The Lacon Keelback is a Type 6 with attitude, with a similar footprint but able to fend off unwanted advances from pirates and even to do a spot of bounty hunting. But unlike the armoured version of the Type 9 Heavy, the Type 10 Defender, the keelback has been overlooked for far too long. Commander TK of the Fatherhood has been trying to redress the balance, with a week-long schedule of events to show off the keelback in its best possible light. Events include shipping bio-waste to a rival faction, fighting in a combat zone, speedballing, participating in this week's non-existent community goal, filling a Coriolis with keelbacks without requesting docking permission, hunting Thargoid scouts, and finally, dropping out of supercruise inside the cone of a white dwarf and seeing how long you can last. It's probably just as well they're leaving that one until last. There are also other challenges such as keelback stacking and trying to take a picture of the keelback that doesn't make it look ugly. During Hugger Keelback Week, commanders are invited to remember that the keelback isn't half bad. Not only can it deploy ship-launched fighters, it's cheaper than an ASP scout. It carries more crew members than a Type 7 transporter. It's more agile than a Viper and lighter than a Viper Mark IV, with a boost speed faster than both the Beluga Liner and the Alliance Crusader. It has better armour than a Fer de Lance and better shields than a Cobra Mark IV. It also has a better jump range than a Cobra Mark III, can carry as much cargo as a Federal Assault ship, and perhaps most surprisingly, can carry more passengers than a Dolphin. 
So why not visit your local Lacon dealership today and grab yourself a keelback? The Lacon keelback, the galaxy's best kept secret, apart from the Asp Scout. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Always sharp as usual. I Did that feller just make a stab at uh, the 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 Asp Scout? He, 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 <laughs> I might he, have yes. to slap him. Well, tell you what, you can borrow this. <clears throat> Hell yeah! So yeah, I mean, he's he's sharp, and all those facts. I mean, the trouble is, we have to get our fact check website. You know, fact check all stuff that. Wotherspoonsays.com um, to, to, to see whether that's true. I, I, I mean, I do believe that everything he says is actually true, but uh, there's, there's a lot to go through there. So basically, it's better than everything at something, I think is what he said. I wouldn't worry too much. I mean, he checks the facts so that we don't have to. Have to. <laughs> okay, well, um, if you've not been working hard on the theme, then you might get a clue from the next tune. So we've had... Rush by Big Audio Dynamite. And... 42 by Mumford and Sons. And next we're off to... Buck. But before we head down there... We're heading to Mykonos. With the... Fleet Foxes. Howdy there, truckers. There ain't nothing old Buck likes more to start his busy day here at Lacon Spaceways than something hot and brown. That's right. A good old mug of joe. And in the evening, when I head home, I relax with good old sippin' whiskey. Now, Buck here knows these things ain't made in factories. No, sir. They're made by hard-working farmsteaders. If you're wondering how these hard-working farm types get their equipment and how the grain and beans get to my mug, let me tell you, it's delivered in a Lacon Spaceways Type 7. If you, like old Mr. Naked, need a barn with wings, you'll buy yourself one of these here vehicles. She's uglier than Cousin Peggy Sue, with a forehead bigger than one of my prize steers, and longer than one of old Buck's tails. But when you need to grind that coffee run, she has it where it counts. And for an extra 2,000 credits, we'll even attach them steer horns in front of your cockpit. Now you be careful out there. Them Imperial types don't like you denting their toe tracks with your oversized forehead. But rest assured, the Type 7 from Lacon Spaceways will be the backbone of your next farm trip. Oh, that was massively, massively mellow right there, wasn't it? I feel all chilled now. Anyway, right, now Flossie. Flossie. Yeah, yes. Now, you can take the gaffer tape off him a little bit, just, just enough that they can talk. Okay. Yeah. Now, is, is, is he looking ready? Hand him the bit of paper with the, all the numbers on it, and he's going to have to make it up as he goes along, I think. Okay, then. So, but... <laughs> no, no. You <laughs> take that out of his mouth. Come on. <laughs> right. Amelia put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my dirty socks. Terrible. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, it was a big old red ball. Right. So, um, are you ready? 
I'm ready. Right, well, I've got buttons here that say buck one, buck two, under buck, and buck out. So well, we're going to see what these do. So let, let's uh, let's get this going. And we, we have some breaking news afterwards, which we're going to come to after yours. So yours are better be good, because what's coming afterwards is probably going to be better. So here we go. Uh, you say so. This old Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as getting your proctologist and dentist appointments mixed up. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander S.A. Salt 1977 took the lead with 150,591 light years jumped. Is there a NASCAR race around the galaxy I didn't hear about? Knocking Texas stew out of the saddle and tearing up the Don's pathetic pirates this week is Commander Axid, that's A-X-Y-D, with 96.9 million credits earned and accounted for. Great job, Commander. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Montgomery Python with 753 mission points earned. Took one of our old timers to show the youngins how it's done, eh? Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker on a Commander Light 027 transported and sold just about 113,000 tons this week. Now that's some mighty fine trucking there, Commander. Driving the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Snark 3D hauled 4,631 passengers around the galaxy and wasn't snarky to a single one of them. Our Thargoid Hunting Challenge, set forth by Commander FTM Mustang, will probably be over in a week or two with the way Liddy of the Void is tearing them up. It's open season on Thargoids, and you don't even need a license or tags for it. So if you're into fumigating a few bugs, fire up that ship and get to Thargoid hunting. So our top Thargoid killer this week is Commander Liddy of the Void with 2,345 bugs squished. Our current leaders are now, now held by Commander Liddy of the Void with 7,426 destroyed, Commander Zane Till with 5,115 fumigating, and Commander Ed Hunter with 4,263 splattered. 
First one to 10,000 kills is the winner, and the prize is worth fighting for. Our fastest run, Hutton Orbital, is held by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds this month. Now, if y'all think you got what it takes to beat this score, then download the Hutton Helper and get the flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Only ships in the galaxy that'll get you to Lavecon and back again in one piece. Yeah, we've got some breaking news from our friends over at Spider-Man Games. Are you there, Spider-Man? Hello, I am there. How are Woo-hoo, you? It's you. Everybody say hi to Commander Shock and all, also known as John from Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I, I can't believe I'm doing this now. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Hey. Spider-Man Games. Hello. I'm really sorry hello. we keep hello. using hello. Hello. Your, your good name like that. Anyway, <clears throat> well, I got a message from you as we were on air, and I said, oh, is there anything we can talk about on the radio? And then you jumped in, so we grabbed you. So, well, so, yes, there are some things that I can um, talk about if, you know, anyone's got a few minutes and aren't going anywhere. God, please, please do. I mean, I, I'm not going to be at LaveCon. Boo, which means I'm not going to have one of my mammoth games got of it. battle cards. Boo. Well, um, and it's, I'm sure as everyone already knows, we are, uh, again, um, honoured and delighted to be the sponsors of LaveCon. And uh, what that means, apart from anything else, is that we're going to be able to set up a few tables of the battle cards in the games room, as well as some uh, of our ambassadors, as well as um, Oliver, um, the co-director of Spider-Man and the creator of these wonderful games, who will be GMing um, some sessions of EVRPG. So if you um, fancy a game, an RPG game, or a game of the battle cards, then you will certainly be able to get both, which will be awesome. Um, but also, uh, as part of being the sponsors of the event, we are given a little slot on the main stage. Uh, now, what I'm about to tell you is open to change, uh, subject to immediate cancellation, um, and all sorts of other bits and pieces may settle in transit, etc., uh, etc. Et However, at the moment, the plan is to have uh, an hour-long slot on the stage, probably around about 11 o'clock on the Saturday, and which we are going to have a battle cards game uh, on the main screen for people to follow. But it's going to be slightly different in that it's going to be the tournament, new tournament rules that we're introducing um, for the uh, release of the game, uh, which are kind of stripped down very fast, time-restricted rules, so that if you fancy getting involved in some kind of round-robin tournament, um, then with your games club or whoever, then you can do that with battle cards. And to kick off um, christening such uh, amazing rules, we've decided it should be a punch-up between Lave Radio and Frontier Developments. Lave Radio, the hosts um, of LaveCon and Frontier Developments, the honoured guests. And so we've got a couple of people, volunteers from each side, who are going to have a bit of a, a punch-up on screen, um, ably narrated by myself and Oliver. 
And um, which, which time of day is this likely to be at, sorry? It's, at the moment, as far as my intelligence tells me, it's going to be 11 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday. Okay, so, so it'll finish in time for Hutton Orbital Live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's just before um, Hutton Orbital Live, so um, <laughs> it's going on the main, st- main stage, and clearly, um, because obviously Cal will be controlling the, um, the, the technical bits and pieces for both, he'll just cut off our mics and turn the lights off. Well, no, you're okay, we're not on till 11 at night, so you know, the game can oh, run on a bit, yes. No, 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 no. It, it's going to be half an hour, it's time limited, that's the, the, the joy of tournament rules. It's going to be, if you imagine, this isn't going to be a five-day test for all those who play cricket. Um, well, not uh, like the three-hour three-hour mission I had um, on on the last Lave Conroy. I missed like, the entire not, event because I was playing battle cards. <laughs> yeah, you can have those in the games room, but no, this is going to be a very specialised, um, limited over game uh, for butt naked. That's we're, we're basically talking about a, a, a very slow game of baseball. Um, but yeah, um, it's basically going to be half hour limited, so you're going to have to throw everything straight into a fight, have a punch up straight away. So I'm hoping, from a visual point of view, it'll make quite a good audience participation game so it's, it's, give... like, it's a bit like sort of um battle cards does cqc yeah pretty much uh, and it'll give everybody an opportunity to see battle cards hopefully laugh at um you know the um destruction of one or t'other and uh, have a bit of fun and it's only half an hour so it's it quite limited in the amount of time it will take up so people don't don't have to invest a huge amount of time i'm gonna miss out on all the fun oh, it man, might be streamed so i might tune in on a stream and try and watch it hang on a second at that time in the morning no i'm gonna be busy opening a show full of vegans at that time yay yeah well you know tell them all that they could benefit from a you know a bite-sized chunk of battle cards um which God, we will be making ever the sales purely pure purely organic material so obviously uh, for those of us waiting really eagerly really eagerly and missing our fix of it next weekend mm. do you have anything you can tell us about sort of release dates and production and um, you know, are, are, are you still using the coloring pens and drawing them all nicely at the moment or you know um yeah well no we we are yeah we're in the, the last final stages of that in fact i was going to um our rules our quick quick start rules are finished and i was going to tweet out a few pictures of some of the beautiful bit of artwork that's being being done by our our lovely designer um but basically um we had a as you guys know we had a big appeal for um photos um nice big bit, bit of ship porn um that uh we wanted to finish off all our cards and we've done that so now it is very much just um, sprinkling a bit of fairy dust over each picture and putting them all together. The ideal, uh, it, we still want to go to print, uh, or we want the printers to initially receive our completed files by the end of July. That's what we've always planned to do, and at the moment we still plan to do that. How long it will take for them to print is completely up to them and depending on their print schedule and that kind of stuff. And I can't really tell you that. No, it's fine. Just, just, you know, I'm just being sort of eager and, um, you know, I want to play battle cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know. And it is, yeah, I mean, we're still, fingers crossed, going to have it out for for Grimble, uh, which is kind of would be the nice thing. Oh, well, that's that's fantastic, and I can't wait. And, uh, I mean, do you have any other projects at all on the go, or is your 100% focus on this at the moment? No, no, we've got no lots and lots and lots and lots of little bits and pieces going on. Uh, we've um, started tentatively writing an adventure book for EDRPG, so that's going to be a bunch of um, adventures that people can follow through 
rather than having to make up their own. Um, but that's do they, do they come with stage. added sound effects by the maestro himself? <laughs> well, interestingly enough, um, I don't know whether um, any of you have heard of an app called Sirenscape, but this is a, um, a company, sort of like HCS voice packs, except instead of voices, um, they provide you with a huge soundboard, basically Oliver, but obviously a, a maybe, dare, us, dare I say, a, maybe a bit better. Um, and, and they want to jump into bed with us and provide us with some elite uh, noises. I was going to say, Mo- Mona will be happy about that one. Yes. So, but but that's a, that's a licensing issue. So obviously we're going to have to have a, a long chat with Frontier about that because do they work with us or do they work with Frontier or do they work with us through Frontier or through us to Frontier? You know, it's that. That's paperwork. Um, so we're doing that. Um, Legendary Kingdoms, which is our choose your own adventure, that is going to go to print hopefully uh, in the next uh, week or so um, because that needs to come out for the um, Fighting Fantasy Con, which is our um is a convention in the uk um for people who are interested in the choose your own adventure style um and and where and when is this this uh, marvelous event hang on one sec. I've, bro- I've broken him now <clears throat> i'm just being too eager aren't i well, while while you're looking that up, no, um, it's, it's it's the end. Of, yeah, I just wanted to check that I wasn't giving away last last time I was being asked this question. I was actually looking at last year's promotion poster rather than this promotion poster. It's the last Saturday in August. Okay, well there and we go. So, we, and, we, and we're hoping because we're not we're not kickstarting that because when we launched the the like the pre Kickstarter promotion by way of people could download like a forty page test adventure um which if anybody wants to go to it's legendarykingdoms.co.uk but um download uh, this free pdf version of the game that you can play for a little while that was so popular that we thought well hang on a second even if we sell to a small percentage of the number of people who downloaded this we'll probably do better than we expect to do at kickstarter and we won't have to pay any kickstarter fees and run the chance of having some uh, yeah, actually, um, and not that you're friends with Kickstarter anyway, really. Anymore. Well, I still want to use them, and we've still got projects that we that we really are keen to go through, but I didn't want to risk giving that, um, what's his face, yeah, uh, yeah. an opportunity <laughs> to have another go. Well, we, we have, we have one message then. for that person. Yeah. Okay. Flossie did that for us. That. <laughs> Thank you, Flossie. Yep. But that, yes. was the polite, so, that was the polite version of what we want to say. <laughs> Thank you, Flossie. Exactly. So that's, that, that's not going to be kickstarted. That's going to be direct to print. So that will be a physical thing. Now, we will be giving away at LaveCon. We are looking to give away not only some printed versions of those quick starts for people to win yeah. during the raffle. And that's, and that's not something that is available anywhere. So these things are purely specifically produced for internal quality testing and money money can't buy objects money can't buy objects but even better than that our artist for this project who appeared um having painted a oh sorry having drawn uh some lovely bits and pieces for edrpg but our uh, main artist on legendary kingdoms is a gent called robin smith now robin smith might not mean a lot to our dear listeners but judge dread and 2000 ad probably are and he is 
Judge Dredd and 2000 AD. He was their lead editor, lead artist for many, many years. He is the original Judge Dredd. So he will be signing, hopefully, touch wood, some prints that we will be getting, some nice big A A2 size and A3 size prints that we will then allow people to win. Um, so that is another money can't buy awesome prize to win of a signed bit of artwork from Robin himself. It's all very exciting. It is. It absolutely is. And apart from all of that, I'll be in the bar. So there'll be beer and there'll be spiders. What more? And, and how, how I mean, I, I know what you're usually you know, tiring yourself in, but how would one recognise you in the bar? Don't you wear the um, the special T-shirt normally? I do. You see, I wear an orange T-shirt with a Spidermind logo on it. Um, the other lot, the Lave lot, wear their orange T-shirt because they reckon orange was their sort of, they got their first with their orange sidewinder. But clearly even though spider-man games was founded many years after late radio um our orange is just that much brighter it's so it's an nice, orange off nice it's an orange just off. grab yeah. somebody orange and say are you spider-man and if, yeah. if they if they look confused then yeah you've got the wrong one but no i'd love to anyone comes up and has chats that would be awesome anyone got any questions or, or just meet us in the games room because we'll be there demoing the battle cards and chatting to people there'll be a bit of retail there so people can pick up some bits and pieces if they want um you know we're not not turning up with a massive shop or anything like that because lavecon's a bit more about just having a fun and hoofing about but um it'd be lovely to meet um everybody and yeah if you want to come over and have a chat at any time well, look, thank you very much for popping in to join us on the show. It was a bit of that, extra breaking news. That was all very exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, and of course, keep, keep us posted. Yeah, people want to keep up to date with the latest news from you guys. What what uh, what outlets might they, they sort of subscribe to to find on, out your latest news? Well, on Facebook, um, Spidermind Games is on Facebook. So you can search um, Spidermind Games. But there is also a dedicated page on Facebook for ED Battle Cards, ED RPG and legendary kingdoms but you can get so you're just uh, taking over the internet aren't you it's game, game central uh, exactly um so if you want to if you want to go to um uh download a legendary kingdoms free play test then just google the, the entirely whole one word legendary kingdoms.co.uk and that will come up um and also there's a blog on the edrpg and ed battle cards websites edrpg.co.uk and edbattlecards.com and either of those you know you can always um read our little blogs twitter and of course we'll always well. we'll always invite you back on the show to, uh, to tell yeah, us more as, as there's progress just let us know and we'll drag you back in here and you can um you, I mean, you can be yeah. excited about we're releasing it and yes it's going to be in the post soon those kind of you know yeah no i'd love to come back i mean you guys have been awesome um and very supportive all the way through um but yeah it would be it'd be lovely to come for back purely selfish reasons only because we like playing the game so <laughs> well i you know what it's it's um it's sad in a way because we're going to lavecon this year really no further forward than we were this time last but you're year. a lot further forward you've actually Had, got a product that's, that's uh, yeah, actually going to production and it's all it's all happening as opposed to might be happening had we had we been involved in a lot less arse-hattedness over the last year <laughs> i love the phrase um, then then things would have been further forward and we would have actually had physical copies to sell people well, we're length. gonna have, we're gonna have physical but, copies by the next ECM, definitely. So there you oh, go. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm just lining up a few things, um, uh, shiny, specially things that that we can play with then. Well, but no, thank you very much indeed 
for for yes, giving giving us the latest updates, and I'm sure you and everybody else, boo, you're gonna have a great time, and I'm gonna <laughs> be stuck with vegans. Well, thank you. No, there's nothing wrong with vegans. Time, yeah. It's just just twenty thousand no. of them at once is a bit much. And none of them playing battle cards, which, you know, is just horrendous. Well, you never know. I, I might have to wear just a, a pin badge or something and see if anybody gives me a for the mug. It has <laughs> happened before in an event. I bet it has. I it bet it a, has. a security cleared event with top spies coming to it. And there's a big queue of very serious looking people who are trying to get new jobs in security cleared jobs. And, um, um, yeah, somebody walks up with a, a pin badge on and I give them a hearty for the mug. And they look at me like, what? <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> And you didn't see me? I wasn't here? Okay, yes, yeah, that's just blown your cover, hasn't it? Yeah. Anyway. um, What if For the Mug is, in fact, used by MI6 as a code word? Oh, my goodness gracious me. It boggles the mind. Well, this is when I got the (laughs) Huawei phone as well. Got a new Huawei phone. And I said, well, any any Chinese spies listening in to me at the moment, I really hope For the Mug translates nicely. Because you're not going to have a clue. Well, okay. Well, we we need we need to move along, but yes, feel free to hang of around course. for the rest of the show or to disappear. As you thank you, I have to disappear. I have to disappear, unfortunately. But it has been, as always, a complete honour. I just happened to be passing Hutton, as you do, just in your. You were going for a speed spaceship. run. No, I was just going for a quick, you know, uh, seven-hour journey, and uh, I thought I'd pop in. So thanks very much for having me. Right. Well, fare thee well. Oh, actually, before you go, before you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, we, we were just going through the, the guesses from the theme tonight now because you can't see the script and whatever else, and you probably didn't hear the rest of the show. No. So if we throw some tune names at you, you might be able to chuck a guess at us. We've had a couple of guesses. We had the Naughty okay. Body Wash who guessed the theme is Paradise. Um, well, let's just go through, let's go through the, the tunes again. Um, Amelia, do you want to run through the ones we've had so far? Yeah, Rush by Big Audio Dynamite. And then the second one? Mumford and Sons, 42. And the third one? Third one was Mykonos by the Fleet Foxes. So on the basis we got Rush by Big Audio Dynamite, 42 by Mumford and Sons, and Mykonos by the Fleet Foxes. Shocker or do you have any guesses about what the theme could possibly be this week? The only possible thing I can think of, um, and I don't actually know is it it's it's not the next um uh, what's its face? It's not. They're not called Community Girls anymore, are they? No, it's Flossie and her Interstellar Initiatives. There, that. Is it not the Interstellar Initiative number two that dropped today? Um, no, it's not that. But that's a reasonable guess. Well, I don't know how you connect the tunes up to it, but hey, it's a, it's a it's a guess. Um, yeah, it's because we had Naughty Body Wash with the theme being Paradise. It's the meaning of life, a beach in Mykonos where they have big loud audio DJ parties, or uh, maybe it's Mr Creosote. Maybe that's the theme, and it's neither of those two either. Oh, so someone has already guessed Monty Python then, because that's all of the meaning of life. Well, look, no, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just crap at this kind of stuff. It's, it's why I've never done uh, a crossword in my life. I'd just be sat there going, "What?" Well, we've had a, a guess from Drax or Time at the start. Naughty Body Wash is now out of ideas. Okay, well, we're going to have to go with the next one. So. And now it's time to go down to where... The wild roses grow. You got the look of a traitor about you. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Buck. You like that chip there behind me? Yep, it's mine. And it's got more light years on it than you can count. I still trust it to help me spread my load all over the galaxy. It's a Lake on Spaceways Type 6, 
same ones what made the Hutton orbital run you've heard about. This little baby's quick enough to run any blockade and small enough to land on an outpost. Flying it's as easy as sliding off a greasy log backward. And believe me, Mr. Naked, that's me. I knows all about that. So when you done laying there like a bump on a log and want to get serious about trading, just listen to old Buck Naked. Pick up a Lacon Spaceways Type 6, the fastest way you youngins can spread your load into every port in the Milky Way. Well, hello to the green room. Hello. We've Hello. invited everybody in here into the studio because it was a little, little quieter down there and you're all well behaved. So we thought we'd drag you into the studio. It's been mellow on the tunes, but we're going to say hi to, to people, as we usually do. And then we're going to wake you all up with a really loud tune to go out on and maybe try some guesses. Naughty Body Wash is trying to piece the theme together as well. Falco took's attempted but failed, but um, so we're just going to go down the list of people and say hi to everybody. I'm going to start, and I'm going to say hi to Commander Ventura. Hello, Commander Ventura. Hello. How are we Hello. doing? Hello. And, um, yeah, I'm doing all right, actually. I've managed to not mess up the button pushing too badly this evening. Oh, will work out near that. Trust me. <laughs> but, no, you, you've got an evening off. In fact, you've got a week off next week of uh, lending a hand as well, haven't you? Because you're, um, yeah. there's no Lave Radio on Tuesday. There's no, no Hutton Radio no, no. on Thursday. And you're not a no, Lave Cop. No, Hutton. No, very busy. And I'm bit, probably busy for the next couple of weeks anyway. So. Oh, right. Well, it's good timing then. And, and have you been out flying oh, yeah. spaceships at the moment? Yes, I've been out flying for the spaceships. Uh, I was in uh, live radio doing the stunt flying, and that's been, oh, and uh, been probably as well at Flossy enjoying the patch that dropped for World of Warcraft. So yeah, well, that was oh, yeah. Uh, oh, there is one thing I've got to say. A friend of mine, uh, Pit Starter, he is actually his gaming team that he has are presenting at the Glasgow Gaming's Gathering. It's all tabletop games and everything else, that sort of thing, on this Saturday from 10am to 4pm at the Bella Houston Sports Centre in Glasgow. So if anyone's in Glasgow wants to go in and have a look, can basically look at the, some of the games they've got there. They've got vendors there where you can buy miniatures, you know, uh, miniatures for your, the, the games and all that, board games and all that sort of thing. So um, it looks it looks not bad. I'll try and see. I'm going to try and see them go. Well, get, get us some but, uh, get us some pictures. Uh, you're you're popping along. You get us get us some uh, some snaps of um, the day yeah. and the fun that you're having. And yeah, well, obviously I know we've got a couple of um, Hutton truckers up in Glasgow because I go drinking with them when I visit. So um, yeah, of course. Maybe somebody pop along. So, have you have you twisted the cow or the moose arms to uh, pop down there? Or is it not their thing? I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's their thing. But just because they're probably just getting prepped and ready for LaveCon and all that sort of thing. So I think that's I think that's because it's you know like the the week after, the weekend after is LaveCon and LaveCon. So I think they're a bit busy for that. Uh, just to say for any more details, you go to gtgamers.co.uk and that will means it'll give you all its information about the stuff that's going on and what's going to be there. Alrighty. Okay, anyway, well, other than that, for the month. Thanks very much. Um, and uh, I think next. It will be Amelia to say hi to somebody. Hello, Dead Meat GF. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You been up to anything? <laughs> that guilty conscience got him there. You're thinking about it. It's pure work out what no, I say, say as, as it was mentioned, we uh, met up with David and Commander Aiden on, uh, in the middle of the week, which is always good to do. Um, and 
outside of real life, I've just been wandering around Norma's ex-pants. <laughs> and have you found Looking anything a, interesting in Norma's ex-pants? I have found lots of interesting things in Norma's ex-pants. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> there are some lovely dark crevices I've explored. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> no, there's there's been bell mollusks and Lagrange clouds, black holes, fumaroles. <laughs> Thank you. A uh, uh, couple of wolf ray stars, crystals. Uh, what what are those ones that? Who, who was it was telling me the other day they'd never seen lightning? No, that was me. Yeah, I've not I've not caught the lightning yet, which is a shame. But I'm sure I will do. Anything else? I was going to say, I want to know the name of the the phenomenon, phenomenon, that they're like the spiky crystals, but they have lumps on the end of the spikes, the kind of child-proof spiky things. Mollusk? No, they're little tiny ones, which look... I don't know, I've never seen any of them. Yeah. You mean the sparkly bits? No, I've seen, uh, when I've when seen I get back, them. I'll put up a gallery, and then, then someone can tell me what they're actually called, because I didn't, didn't make a note of it. But I did find out the bell mollusks should be small enough to scoop and they do come up on your little scooping reticule but they just don't go in the cargo hatch so um i was very disappointed <laughs> that i couldn't scoop one. Oh, at least you tried it of course yeah you've got to try everything gotcha. the only thing i haven't tried is shooting things because it's an explorer ship and doesn't have any weapons mm-hmm. but yes apart from that I just, I looked, while, you were, while you're talking about that i was just sort of clicking around looking at um, the edsm organic structures and i'm just trying to find um the different types Sorry, say that again. What was the the first few letters? First few letters of... EDSM. EDSM. Okay, I heard something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Elite Dangerous um, Star Map. Yeah, I didn't didn't say the other one. No, I wouldn't be be, um, searching that for for things during the radio show, at least. I might get attacked (laughs) by the Momus Momus Bog Spaniels. Um, They are organic things, aren't they? Uh, they're not anomalies. They're not anomalies. No. They're, they're not cerium aster trees. They're plant no. based, so they're not brain trees. They're not Gaia trees or peduncle trees or stolon trees. They're not the anemones or bioluminescent. Uh, and not amphoras. They're not the ice crystals. And we're getting there. Oh, crystalline shards, aster pods. They're not pods. They don't look like pods, do they? Uh, no, they just say they look a lot like the the metallic crystals, but um, they don't have as many spines and they've got lumps on the end of each spine so, so not, not the calcite plates L- luteolum calcite plates not them that's about the only thing i've not seen in here so they, they could be calcite plates or maybe they are another kind of those um the crystals things silicate ones well we'll, see what, we'll have to investigate and get back to you or amphora plants get back to you next week Yes, that might be an idea. Yeah, tune in next week. We'll give you the answer then. On the show at LaveCon. With pictures. No, the Thursday show. <laughs> the Thursday <laughs> show that isn't there, yes. I, somebody put a picture up on the on the Hutton Facebook group, didn't they? I, I'm going mad because I'm sure somebody's just put one up in the last day. That's, I, can't, I can't find it in my photos either, but I definitely took one. Oh, no, I'll tell you what it was in. It was the SPVFA lot. That's where I saw it. Do you know you know them the the photography guys? Yeah. Uh, stellar photography, videography, and fan art. Uh, just in case it's in here. Trees of space. I found it. I found it. S-s-s- please, somebody say what they are. There's just a, these things are odd. Oh come on, somebody tell me. <laughs> That photo is amazing right there. Yes, I get that, but what are they? No, would you believe it? They put a picture up and they've not actually said what they are. <laughs> Excellent. So they're just a conundrum then. 
Yeah, no, I've seen the picture. They look really. There's a phenomenal photograph up there, but nobody actually has said. And no, no, there's no name for it. Boo. Well, we'll have to find out. Ready for next week? Yes, that would be very good. Thank you. Okay, sorry, I, I cut completely across Amelia talking to you there because I was fascinated <laughs> by what you were saying because I, I didn't know whether I dreamt it and I didn't. But I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Anything else, dead me? No, that's it for the mug from me. Thank you very much. For the mug. Well, fellows, fellows, I, I think it might be the peduncle tree. It is the peduncle, is it? Thank you. Oh, I see, I we check. knew we could rely on Canon and Elsie, you know, fool like one to tell us. A peduncle tree, the, 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 the three-legged tree. Well, I have been trying to tell you for the past half hour, but my microphone was unplugged. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> so you were doing a flossy and just yelling at a screen <laughs> with nobody listening. Yes, and you're indeed right. The peduncle trees are space-faring plant-like organisms that produce peduncle pods and are found among notable stellar phenomena. So it you. must be them, then. And uh, they have uh, varying numbers of limbs and different shades from cream to brown. Yes, I found the photo, and it is those. How? So how do you find the pods? They're near them. They're floating around near them somewhere. Oh, I must have just missed them, because I was... Is that when you find the crystal things, you find the little dudes just sort of floating around and trying to bump you at yeah. times? You know, the um, collared pods and things. Yes, I was unusually bonked many times. <laughs> right. So are you for the mugging there, and we, we move along? I For the mugged at least twice, yes. <laughs> yes, okay. So who's next to talk to who? I've lost track. I, I think it's Litho's turn to talk to somebody. Uh, that would be Flossie, I guess. Hi, Flossie. Hi. How's your week been? Oh, uh, not too bad. I've uh, been doing a fair bit of flying, trying to get back from Bigger Point. I actually arrived at Colonia uh, yesterday, and uh, after getting repairs and restock, etc., uh, I thought, right, I'll uh, go and play World of Warcraft because there's a new patch just come out. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I just logged out. I was obviously monitoring the fuel rats IRC while I was playing and <laughs> somebody said, Flossie, are you still in Colonia? Uh, yes. It's the rat signal. I've just said, yeah, one just come in. So, oh, no. Two, 2,000 light years away. So, could be worse. It could, have, it could have been a beagle point. Yeah, at least it was only like, oh, I don't know, about 16 neutron jumps away, something like that. That's... So, round the corner, that. Yeah, yeah, not bad. So, okay, I did that. I thought, well, I'm not flying back now. I'll log out and I'll go back tomorrow, probably, and I'll go and play some Warcraft. <sighs> no sooner as I logged out, there's a call on Xbox. That's no, like, yeah. I'm ignoring it. I'm, igno- I'm, not, I'm not calling it. I'm not doing this. I'm no good at doing Xbox. I can never find the friends and things like that. So I just stayed quiet. And somebody said, yes, they'd have a look, but they were too far away. And then I started seeing things about sending tweets out. Oh... They're playing on my conscience, are you? <laughs> <How> <laughs> oh, right. I suppose I can log in and have a look. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a palaver because I have to change over my monitors, I have to move my keyboard, get the hot ass up on to where my keyboard usually is and make sure everything's plugged in and working. So eventually I got on and found I was only four jumps away anyway. So I thought, okay, I'll do that one. And it turns out actually that was my 50th rescue. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, quite quite a busy night, and I never did go and walk after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> because I'm being, well, I, I did get on last night, but um, that must have been the night before. Yeah, it was Tuesday. No, 
So how's the crop so milk then? Oh, I'm getting confused hmm. here. So how's the new patch? Was it worth getting in for, or have you still not did found out? I did eventually get in at some point, yes, and uh, yeah, it seems okay so far. I'm I'm just eager to get everything done that I need for flying. Yeah, that's always the case, isn't it, with Warcraft when they bring mm. a new patch jump, out? Jump through hoops. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I eventually got on there and uh, did some. But uh, quite a busy night. <laughs> yeah, sounds it. Yeah. So, other than that, I've not really done much else. So, for the mug. For the mug. Well, thank you very much. And um, so, who, who else have we got on the team? Did me? You've you've said is it me again now? I haven't asked anyone yet. Yeah, probably. Oh, you haven't done one yet. So, Flo- it's now Flossie's turn to say hi to who have we got? Funky next? Abigail. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Hello, how's your week been? Oh, not too bad. Been um, busy rescuing people from burning stations. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Hot stuff. <laughs> well, um, I, I've managed to outfit um, quite a large ship for it, and um, without shields, it's yeah, it gets quite hot indeed. Yeah, I did a bit a few weeks ago. It was uh, quite good. And apart from that, um, I discovered this week that I'm apparently really good at juggling. Oh, yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I, after decades of being alive, suddenly I can juggle. It's bizarre. Oh, nice one. I almost been just doing some of that. Yeah, so, so yeah, I've been juggling in between rescuing um, people. So that's been fun. Oh, nice one. Um, I did have a question. Um, where is the link to donate to the truckers for the prizes? Oh, uh, uh, that is on the website. Um, I know it's there the somewhere. website. The hutnorbital.com website. And there's a donate ah. and help button. Okay. Cool. That I it's, was looking at the wrong website then. Yeah, the, 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 the for the mug one is like the operational one, but the hutnorbital.com, it needs a bit of an update, but yes, the, there, is a, okay. there is a button on there, and that goes through to the custody of Commander Evenstar, who manages the um, the, uh, the postage funds and things for us, and the it's prize that. funds. Awesome. It's hutnorbital.com forward slash donate and help, all one word. Okay, Cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do that, especially after what was posted on the Facebook page about people getting a bit narky. Um, just thought I'd do my bit to, like, give some positive karma back to... Oh, well, the, well thank, you, thank you very much. Obviously, you know, it, we've got the most fantastic sort of donors that help out with the prices from, you know, uh, people who create things, you know, uh, Nocti and Draxor and uh, Mr. Cow and many others who create things um, through to Evenstar who makes the dog tags through to, I mean, I, I'm going to forget somebody um, <clears throat> right through to people who make stuff for the live events as well, but also, you know, donate occasionally to help with the running costs, radio station and the postage on the prizes and all sorts. And, um, you know, we, we aren't commercial. So everything we do is is built on the backs of the generosity of your fellow commanders. So thank you very much. 
Um, and for those no people problem. that, you know, it does take a little bit of time occasionally for us to get things out, mainly because it is quite an undertaking. We've all got real jobs as well, un- unfortunately. And uh, sometimes real life gets in the way a little bit. So we do our very best to to get the prizes out in a timely fashion. But sometimes you imagine collating all the information from, for instance, the people who are on the convoy takes an absolute age uh, and then we've got to produce things and send them so to those people who are waiting for things that um, we, we are sending out we are doing our best and we will not forget you but no thank you no problem um yeah and i just thought i'd, I'd bring that up now to give you the opportunity to to mention all that as well well, thank you very much indeed. Yes, I mean this is this um, as as you can tell, it's not just sort of a couple of people putting out content. It's a whole community. You see the changing radio team every single week. The submissions by you know LCU through to Falco Took um, through to I mean, everybody, Sean as well. Um, you know everybody sort of chucks in the tin, whether it's content or it's prizes or it's just inventing stuff to do. And it really is a community effort. This uh, this Hutton thing. So um, team effort. Yeah, you. and it's been it's been great, and um, uh, yeah, it's been oh, lots uh, of fun. And I mentioned from Pillbox, obviously, on top of that, we also managed to give an absolute metric killback full of um, donations to charities. On top of that, as well, so of course, you know, um, the, what's donated um, for fellow commanders is actually pales by comparison when when you line it up against the generous donations to charity that everybody makes too. What a wonderful group of people we are. Yeah, group hug yeah. in here. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I've ended up talking yeah. again there, so I'm sorry, Flossie. <laughs> <Don't, laughs> just a warning that if you're going over to Hogbog, that's not a cable on the floor. <laughs> oh, no. That's the rope. <laughs> oh, at least I hope it's the rope. Oh, okay. Well, well. anyway, for the mug. Um, okay. Cheers, everyone. Thank you very much for the mug. Right, uh, it's Dead Meat's turn to talk to somebody. Uh, I think it's LCU no fall like one. Good day. Uh, good evening. And apart from your usual um, scientific doings, what have you been up to this week? Well, I've been feeling a little under the weather this week. I've got a dreadful ear infection. Each night I sleep fitfully as my pillow is turned to a morass of green, green slime <laughs> and a stinking icor seeps from my perforated ear. That I'm... Oh. Other than that, I'm perfectly fine. I'm not sure we are now. No. <laughs> I don't feel very well. I've, uh, I've so, spent most of the week ev- evacuating refugees from Marinoff Vision with, uh, with Funky Abigail. Uh, not, not together, but I, I noticed that she's been there. Or he's been there. And um, I managed to haul nearly, uh, nearly 10,000, but he, he actually got to 10,011, which was which very good. That would be she, by the way. Sorry, Indeed, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the, the money wasn't great, but the Empire awarded me the title of Duke, and the Canon Widow and Orphans Fund had bought me a fabulous golden imperial cutter, so um, rescuing uh, passengers is, is very lucrative. Excellent. It's always good when you can actually turn it to a profit. Uh, I wanted to, uh, to, to mention that I've created a special mug, um, which I'll be donating to the commander who rescues the most hostages, on condition, mind you, that we rescue one million passengers. Um, so this week it's Hoff, and uh, it's, it's a lovely little mug. It, it actually changes colour and, um, and has a, a lovely picture of the burning station and a logo. And uh, I'm looking forward to giving that away to someone um, when we reach one million uh, rescued. 
passengers. Excellent. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. I'm just a shame I'm a little bit too far away to get back and rescue. Well, it's, it's fine. I'm quite happy to have it for myself, really. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's all for me, really. So, uh, for the mug. Thank you very much. I think we're back to David now, are we it, not? It, it, it's back to me. Oh, by the way, before before you go after after that one, I've just sent you a little message about your um, uh, the nearest one's 2,745.94 light years away from you, the peduncles. That could be the ones I found. That's about how far I've flown recently. Oh, there you go. So yeah, the, the, those are those are they're in your area actually. They're about thirty thousand away from Seoul and twenty eight thousand away from um, Colonia. So that's probably in your area. In fact, all of them appear to be in your area. All the peduncles. That, that is good to know. There you go. Right, uh, my turn then. And uh, Litho Breaker. Hello. Well, you can do this bit because I, I, I can't predict what you're going to say. <laughs> Well, oddly enough this week, I think I found us a new trucker. A what? Yeah, uh, I was um, just recruited a new guy in work a few weeks back, and um, he was admiring the Hutton old little patch on my backpack that I use for work. He was asking about it, and I said it was a, a bunch of idiots that play a game with me, and uh, I thought it was a fairly apt description, really, for the insanity that goes on. So he was looking at it and said he really, really liked the patch, and I thought nothing more of it than that. Didn't even mention the game. He did his research, found the patch online, found who it belonged to, found that you couldn't get them for any amount of money, and has now bought a copy of Elite Dangerous because he wants to start playing and earning himself a flight patch. <laughs> Well, hey, and joined the Facebook group and everything? He hasn't got that far yet. He's still only going through his tutorials. He literally only bought the game yesterday, lunchtime. So uh, last night was his first night playing. We'll we'll, we'll have have to give him a proper introduction to all things Hutton. Definitely. Uh, and when's the next mug meet? Actually, it must be coming up soon, isn't it? We're uh, we're next Friday, won't it? The next mug meet. Um, yeah, first Friday of the month, is it? <laughs> that would be the day before LaveCon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there might not be a mug meter. It might be a bit thin on the ground at that point. But um, well, well done, new truckers. That's what we like. Indeed. Other than that, in the shenanigans. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll be making sure he knows where they are and when they are. Oh, well, well, thank you very much for that one. Other than that, uh, anything else to add other than, ha-ha, I'm off to LaveCon and you're not? Well, there's, there is that, yes. Ha-ha, I'm off to LaveCon and you're not. See, you can predict things as well. Um, no, not really. I've been pottering around in-game, buying or getting engineering mats to try and get a Grade 5 dirty drag drive for my new Eagle, which last night I flew all the way out to Hutton Orbital in an incredibly fast time, only to find I was being pad-blocked by some NPCs. Oops. So you're yeah. not going to recapture your uh, your title? So I haven't recaptured it yet. I'm, I'm working on it. I predict it will happen. I'm just not going to say when. But that's about it for me, really. It's just uh, for the mug here. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much indeed. Right, uh, and then Amelia? Well, seeing as you haven't had a go yet, David, I'm going to ask you, how the devil are you? I'm, I'm working too hard. I haven't flown a spaceship in weeks. It's terrible. But, weeks? Um, How many weeks? I, I'm what I can't. I can't actually remember. I, I seem to remember doing the speed runs from the rescue thing when I clocked that 88 second speed run on the rescues, and I think I went exploring a couple of weeks ago and found some uh, collared pods or something or mollusks. Nice. 
but um, I mean, it has been yeah far too long since I last gotten into the uh, the shady lady. Oh no, it was a convoy. There you go. There was a convoy. Was actually the last thing I did. That dates it. And did you have fun doing the convoy? Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get killed by the bad guys. <laughs> You nice. couldn't catch me. I was one of the few who managed not to get. I couldn't out. catch you. <laughs> well, no, that was my own stupid fault. But um, yeah, so no, I don't think I've flown a spaceship. Um, yeah, since the convoy, so I have no idea where it's parked or what it's doing or anything like that. Other than that, no, I've got a couple of days down at Sandown Park coming up, which um, doing another show, and then I'm off with all these uh, vegans and vegetarians next week, and then I'm off to a fruit farm the week after to do another show on a fruit farm and hopefully none nice. of them will be as bad as that swampy mess that I got into in Lincolnshire. What kind of fruit? Oh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a fruit development farm. It, it's for the fruit growing industry, a big outdoor event for them. Mm. So it's on one of the, the NIAB sites where they develop new, new strains of fruit. So it's going to be a, fr a fruity couple of days. Um, oh, it, it's okay. Oh, it's like any other job. People people love their hobbies and their work and their uh, their subjects, and uh, we just have to look after them and smile sweetly. Last year was characterised by two questions. After 21 years doing this job, two questions I'd never come across before on a show. First one was, David, can you find us a beekeeper in a hurry? There's a swarm. <laughs> I can't remember that. A swarm of bees had landed on one of the speakers in the presentation area and decided to take up roost right at the front of the stage and panic everybody a little bit so we had to find a beekeeper which we which we sorted in under 20 minutes and then the uh, the other question was um did you realize that all of the laptops were full of ants god yeah i brought all the equipment back to the office and they opened it up and these sort of ants started crawling out all the keyboards they had been crawling over our hands as we've been working because we have to work outdoors and uh, yes so a swarms of bees and ants last last time so it, it it is the end times. It must be. <laughs> Anything else? Well, no, it brings to mind the the old um, Eddie Izzard sketch, doesn't it? They're covered in bees. Um, but then, yes, and then I'm taking August off, so I'm going to be flying spaceships in August. The whole August. I don't work in August. I never have done. Any any reason that you'd like to share for that? Because I don't want to. See, I wish I could do that. Not work a whole month. Well, that and my whole industry shuts down for the month because there's no point putting any exhibitions on because everybody's on their holly bobs. The thing is, it's in the middle of summer as well. It's like one of the best months. It's yeah, a good well, time for onion head. Yeah, basically, if the kids are on holiday, I'm not working, which means I get to be dad for a whole month and, and enjoy being a parent. Nice. Mm, nice. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and... Um, doing as, as much as possible of as little as possible for, for a few weeks um, before I get back into my September busy season. Um, but, sorry, uh, September's your busy season? Well, no, it starts September to November and then um, January through to now is crazy and with, with gaps for school holidays. So you make up for it by having a month off in one? Yeah. Not that you'd know I have a month off from the, the amount of nonsense we spout on here every single week, but um, anyway... <laughs> So, yes, I'm going to be missing everybody over at LaveCon, boo, and... Um, yeah. But you're not the only one. I'm not going to be there either. It's terrible. Uh, um, well, I've actually missed one before as well, so this will be the second one I've had to miss due to work. So um, I'll, I'll have to um, tell my customers not to put so many jobs on exactly when I want to go and do fun social activities. Aww. But, yeah, other than that, it, it's um, a hearty for the mug from me. For the mug. Uh, who was next on this? Is is it? Um, I think it's me. Litho. 
Night Ranger. I do OD. Hello, OD. Oh, no, Night Ranger. So we skipped the we skipped the Back to the Night Ranger. Night Ranger, how are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. I'm sitting here trying to find a station I can get limpets at since I went into an AX and forgot I didn't have any. Oops. That's a good start to my day. Well, it could be worse. Could be a fuel scoop that you're missing and you only discovered it five jumps out, so... Ooh, <laughs> I'd be calling Flossie then. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 not that I've ever done that, ever, anywhere, under any circumstances. No, me neither, never, never. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I so, came across a few times. <laughs> so, anything else interesting happened to you this week? Nope, this is my long work week, so I got two days today and tomorrow to do a little flying time in, and then back to work I go. Other than that, we're good. So I guess I got a good hearty for the mug. <laughs> for the mug. And then that means dead meat. Is he, is Odimon crew. Hello, Odie. Hello. Okay, how do you uh, sneak up on a unique animal? I have no idea. How do you sneak up on a unique animal? You sneak up on it. <laughs> how do you catch a tame animal? I don't know. The same way. You sneak up on it. So, so what kind of couch does not like to commit? No, I got an idea about this one, but no finishes. A lazy, a lazy boy. A pull-out couch. Oh dear. <laughs> so, uh, so have you guys heard of the toilet museum? Not if it's not in the system chapel. It's a real shit show. <laughs> oh, I actually might let you have that one. That yeah, that's not bad. Yep. Well, oh, that, that was it, and uh, I've been doing okay. Otherwise, the reason why my absence the last show was I was in the hospital. Ongoing issue that I'm working on improving. If anybody was wondering why I wasn't there. Well, uh, well, get get well soon from all of us, and I'm glad to hear that everything's uh, improving for you. It's always good news. And the last thing for me currently, because I really wasn't able to prepare for the show, is for the mug. For the mug. For the mug. For the mug. Get for well for the mug. And then bringing up uh, well, uh, Tail Gunner, because I think Waz is silent, so um, Flossie, you can speak to our Tail Gunner this week, which looks like Pillbox, I think. Yep. Uh, how are you doing, Pillbox? Hello. Well, I'm the world's most boring person, so I'm just going to say for the mug. <laughs> okay, for the mug, thank you. <laughs> all right, for, for the mug, and Waz says, for the mug from me... Um, uh, everybody said Waz a hug as well. I think Waz needs a hug. So for for the hug Aww. for the mug for Waz. There we go. Yeah. All, 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 all your mates here, mate, and and uh, get well soon to Odie and a big hug for Waz. Big hug, Waz. Big hug, Waz. Yeah. There we go. Right. Well, that takes us towards Hugs. the end of the show. Um, we're going to have to talk quickly about the guesses. Uh, I've been just glancing through. Somebody's calling Falco an idiot. Oh no, we didn't call Falco an idiot. They were, uh, God knows what was going on. Predictions: The next song is going to be "Paradise City" by Guns N' Roses. No, it's not. Um, Falco took said the next horrible theme guess. My son listens to loud music and runs wild. 
no, I'm not sure how that one gets together. Okay, well, actually, I'm going to give that one some credit, but you'll find out why in a minute. In a minute, that's not a win, but I'm going to give that one some some credit. Should we just run through the list? And um, what we're going to do is put emphasis on the right word, and then we're going to give everybody about thirty seconds to shout out the answer, and then I'm going to play the last tune and tell them they're all wrong. So, um, in the same order, has everybody got to the top of the script that can see it? Um, yep. Hands up. Yeah. Who wants to go first, and you've got to sing out the word that's for it. If you don't know, then we'll just. <clears throat> ask and we'll we'll help you but um go on then you go with the first one litho okay that would be rush by big audio dynamite okay i'm going to say uh, 42 by mumford and sons uh, dead meat you want to take one i believe it's the first word on this one isn't no, it i believe it's the last word on this one the last one sorry uh, mykonos fleet foxes and, ooh, Amelia, oh, course, have you got a hint on which word it is on the next one? I have no clue. Okay, it, it's the fourth word. Where the wild roses grow. Right, so we've got rush, 42, foxes and roses. And we're going to have to do a sort of a count. Can anybody sing the countdown theme for us? Well, if I um, tell you that the next one is going to be uh, running Wild by Airborne, that gives us Rush, 42, Foxes, Roses and Wild. Is it helping? No. Well, they'd all be the names of 80s performers. So we've got Level 42, we've got Sam Fox, we've got the Stone Roses, we've got Kim Wilde and obviously uh, Rush. Actually, there's a couple, a couple of rushes. Somebody's surname was Rush as well, wasn't it? Jennifer. Jennifer Rush. There you go. So Jennifer Rush, level 42, Sam Fox, um, Kim Wilde, and um, Stone Roses. So you didn't get it. And would you have got it this week, Litho? I'd love to say yes, but um, maybe. Or oh, somebody said it could have been Axel Rose as well. Yeah, we could have let you have a bit of an Axel Rose on that one. So, yes, uh, Mr. Shouty is sort of leaning towards 80. Uh, but we are going to give special credit to the Falco Took for um, talking about Running Wild, because, um, yes, our last tune this evening uh, will be um, Running Wild. Um, so the only thing I have left to say is... Um Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lakon Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit, counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lakon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight.
major allies reportedly growing scarce. Edge's research has issued a statement amid growing concerns that meta-alloy harvests in the Pleiades nebula have slowed, slowed dramatically. A number of sources claim that Thargoid barnacle sites have recently ceased producing materials. Sorry, my page moved. Sorry, that was my fault. Where's it I, was, gone? I was chasing Buck around the studio. Hang on, I'm going to I'm going to punish Buck for that one. Hang on. Uh, I borrowed Japan. Yeah, look, let's right, see if um, it, yeah, sorry, he, he shuffled all the papers on the desk. Yeah, right. He, he got it. I'm sorry about that. He <laughs> ran through naked again. I don't even know me. how I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I, all he I wafted. did was sign in. <laughs> he wafted through the studio and something went wrong, yes. It was something trailing behind you as you it ran, Buck. It all lined up and now it's split again. <laughs> right. That must have been from Cubicle 3. Uh, hang on a second. There you go. I moved it again for you, Flossie. There's that sheet there. Does that help? Yeah, thank you. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, do, 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 you want, do, do you want your intro again? Oh, it's all right. Hang on, we have, we have to have a little bit of the intro again. And it is... Uh... Trusty here with this week's community... Inter no. <laughs> this week's... Throwing you. Interstellar initiatives. <laughs> <laughs>